Stern. Anywhere, everywhere, Sirius XM. On today's Howard Stern Show, what? Bobo's been labeled the worst caller in Stern Show history. Hey now, Howard, how you doing, buddy? And now he has one chance to redeem himself. I'm calling the show. I got my copious notes. And finally, ask Howard. Are you planning to take over NBC? Is that really religious? Bobo's ultimate question. Are you serious? Only on today's Howard Stern Wait Show. No, I really am nervous about They it. can mock me all they want on the air, but I made a mock in society. So much to get to that I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not going to bullshit around. I'm not going to uh, uh, try to work my way into this show. I think we should get right to Bobo's ultimate question and knock out everything because so much stuff happened while we were away for the summer. I haven't even given you a staff update on what's going on around here. So let me get right to it. I'm, I'm going to get right to Bobo's ultimate question. We gave Bobo the entire summer. We got him expert show business coaches to help him. Uh, good morning, Robin. Of course, I'm shot out of a cannon again. And uh, you can see I haven't even said good morning to you. I'm like right into I the know. show. It's just yeah. like, boom. You're I'm sorry, Robin. running already. I don't have time. Kind of have nice moments no with you. No small talk today. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm like a guy who just fucks you. I don't even finger you. I just That's go right, right in. No foreplay. It's dry. Nothing. It's rough. Yeah, you're dry. You're rough, and I just stick it in, and you go. Jesus Christ, give me oh a little warm up. Goodness, play yeah. with my titties. So do something. <laughs> Uh, Bobo, as you know, has been a... I'm anxious about this because I really was wondering what Bobo was going to come up with. We didn't leave him to his own devices. We've gotten him a lot of expert coaching, and I'd like to bring you up to speed about this, Robin. Bobo has been a regular caller for how long, Robin? Let me give you a cl- let me give you a, a quiz. A quiz. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think Bobo's been calling since the 90s, maybe? All right. I'm going to give you the exact number. The last 30 years, Bobo has been calling in with what he says is content, content for the show. So that would uh, put him in the 90s, right? mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone knows Bobo. uh, It's not through lack of trying. He puts a lot of time and effort into writing his questions. He has several legal pads full of questions. He's the you know what they shouldn't call them legal anymore. Bobo's using them. OJ's using them. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying they can no longer be called legal pads because Bobo writes his questions on them. That's right. They're just junk pads. (laughs) Shit pads. They now call them. There you go. Anyway, um, after all of the work that Bobo puts in with his legal pads, um, I think most of the audience would agree the questions aren't great. And before we went on break, I I challenged Bobo. I said, Bobo, why don't you work on your questions over the summer? And his his assignment was to come up with what we call the ultimate question. Okay. And uh, we didn't leave Bobo hanging, as I said. We set him up with a series of celebrity coaches to evaluate his questions, give him feedback so that he would be on the right track. Now, are we and evaluating the coaching? I the, mean, the coaching, I mean, the coaching was excellent. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Uh, here, first, let me give you examples. First of all, all right. um, the first coaching session we set Bobo up with was not one, but three comedy pros. Andy Richter, one of the funniest guys I've ever met, who is just mm-hmm. a, a just a funny human being. 
Fred Armisen, another funny oh, fucking guy, you know, genius. The, yeah. genius. And Ike Barinholtz, who I'm a huge fan of. So three yeah. guys that I really respect. Like Ike, too. And things got off to a rocky start, as they often oh. do with Bobo. Let me bring you into it. <laughs> hey, it's. I, I just want to say I am totally awestruck with all of you to be here today. Uh, calling into the show 30 years, you know, I do write down a lot of my questions because, um, you know, it's impossible to remember everything. And one of my favorite ones that I didn't get to ask him is... For, you know, for years he's been going to therapy and he made no bones about that. I had wanted to ask him, you know, going to therapy, you think that would have changed you like uh, as a, a normal type of guy in the radio? In other words, it would bring you down a few notches. You know what I mean? No. I don't. I don't what, do you, what do you mean, bring you down a few notches? Yeah. What, what is the what what is is there? A, what is the question? <laughs> so. You could see the the crowd These was poor confused. People. <laughs> uh, the, the the mentors were going crazy. Um, yeah, and you know I really am rooting for Bobo, but I notice even when he starts out with his mentoring, he starts with a long monologue. It's like you just want him to shut up. Anyway, well, you so, know he's sitting there with three comedy professionals. Yes, and he's pontificating. Yeah, he doesn't shut up. <laughs> that's our bobo anyway uh andy fred and ike had some good thoughts once they clarified what the question was <laughs> well the question is you know like were you ever concerned that going to therapy over the years could you know changed you into a well-adjusted guy in the radio because i oh, make you less funny yeah yeah because like when he had chris rock on chris rock was saying that he goes gee i was concerned about it it was going to change me from being a funny guy so then i just took that and changed it around and, and, you know, want to turn into a question to Howard about himself. I feel like that is a question that we know the answer to because he's still in therapy. Right. You know, so the answer would be like, no, I don't, you know. And also, too, I would say that's a yes, no question. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're saying scrap the question? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Maybe I, there's some other angle about therapy that would you know, like that maybe make an essay question about like, you know, what have you learned in therapy that has helped you on the show the most? Okay. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that's that's an answer that he has to sort of, you know, stretch. Right. So uh, Bobo is listening and he. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and well, here, here's where it gets good. Instead of moving on to his second question. Bobo decided to do some ass kissing, so he started with Fred Armisen. The, okay. Bobo, like, almost, yeah, I don't know what Bobo was up to, but uh, these guys just wanted to get on with it and help him. Yeah. But yeah. all of a sudden, it went into the Bobo complimenting Fred Armisen's show. I just, uh, what I want to just, you know, say too about each one of you, like Fred, man, I just love you on SNL for years. Thanks. Your favorite bit that, you know, I like was when you did Prince. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. Spot on. Thank you very much. Yeah, spot on with that. Thanks. I, I, I'm a big fan of Prince, so that that's all it was. It was just, you know. And it's, it's also, too, your sketch comedy, Portlandia. Yeah. And uh, season one, episode two, when you were in the bike lanes. And oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I'm all about safety with vehicles and, and bikes and, you know. I that. appreciate it. Thank you. Bobo, just because I, I do, I do, 
I do want to see my children grow. Is there a, <laughs> another? Is there another question? So I got all upset because he was just trying to, you know, he was trying to be a nice guy and help Bobo out and was turning into a really long call. Yeah, well, he's trying to help us out. He wouldn't have get, gotten on the phone for Bobo. And now he's got this drone <laughs> just yeah, wasting yeah. his time. He didn't realize what was going to happen when he said <laughs> yes to this Bobo bit. You know, he really didn't understand that it could be all day. Yes. Yeah. So then... This is such a Bobo move. I mean, it is so, it's just idiotic. In true Bobo fashion, he tried to compliment Ike Barinholtz, but clearly he was confusing him with Eric Andre. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it really was horrible. And uh, here's Bobo, you know, he complimented each guy, first Fred Armisen and Andy, and then when he got to Ike, he just totally fucked it up. <laughs> and Andre, you t you really tortured me on the phone lines, dude. You you mean Ike? Yeah, Ike. I mean Ike. You can, uh, Bobo, honestly, you can call me Andre, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who he thought you were. Andre three thousand, probably. <laughs> Maybe. No, Ike. You really, you really did. But I, I got to say, Ike, too, that I love your pranks when you come out of the water with the cement shoes. I love that one. Also, on the tr subway train, how do you pull off that stuff with the pranks? Bobo, do you think I'm on the show in Practical Jokers? No. <laughs> I thought you do what train? You know, I thought you do um, the pranks. Oh, maybe I'm. I got that mixed up. The cement shoes. Do you mean like punk? Like punk? Yeah. Do you think I'm Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. You thought I was Ashton Kutcher? No, not Ashton Kutcher. But I thought well, you, you thought I was on the show punked. No, I thought it was the show that you had. That um. Oh, maybe he thinks you're Eric Andre. Eric Andre's black. Oh, because he said Andre. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I mix you up. First of all, even if it was you two Eric look Andre, alike. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, he looks blacker on TV. Um, first of all, even if it was Eric Andre, he's calling him Andre. I mean, I know he's calling yeah. him by his last name. <laughs> Bobo puppet, what, what happened to you? You, you choked. You, you what, what, what happened was it was this the triumvirate of Andy and Fred and Ike. When I see celebrities like that, I get dumb stricken, struck dumb, <laughs> dumbfounded, choked up, wordless, tongue-tied, inarticulate, unable to get a word out, shocked, amazed, astounded, flawed, paralyzed, thunderstruck, confused, dazed, nonplussed, voiceless, unvoiced, unspoken, dumb, mute, unspeaking, voiceless, soundless, and brainless. It was like okay. a fuck up within a fuck up within a fuck up. It was like well, they crazy. were trying to correct him right from the beginning. He he was oblivious. He was again like the railroad train that's plowing through can't uh, hit the brakes. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Bobo's session with Andy, Fred, and Ike ended up with some useful advice, and I thought that oh. the guys were pretty articulate and they helped Bobo. So here's here's how it ended up. All right, this is my. Uh question that i th i think will get some interest going with him uh because we all know how it loves painting okay and how he always right you know talks about you know like go to remote locations take photographs and then come back to his home studio and paint them mm -hmm. so i just want to ask him have you ever tried maybe over vacation going outside of your home studio perhaps at a remote location and setting up an easel and painting outdoors now the colors and everything are more vibrant it pops right. and, and here know, i'll do i'll do howard no 
No. There you go. I mean, I, again, I think there's a way to get out art questions, but kind of be like, who, what artists yeah. are you inspired by? Like, okay. Is, is there a location that you'll probably never travel to that you wish you could just so you could paint it? Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. And you could give him some, you know, yeah. examples. Yeah. Yeah. Italy. But avoid the yes, no. Like, you yeah. know, take the topic and think of a way that where it's more of a conversation starter than just a yes, no. Gotcha. But other than that, it was right. it was good, man. All right. Well, thank I you. I wish I'd been here 30 years ago just to give you that note to avoid yes, no. <laughs> yeah, I could use that tutelage. <laughs> well, anyway, it, it was really funny. And uh, Bobo... Wait, that, was, that wasn't my question, though. What I wanted to say was, did you ever think that Howard would get in his car, drive halfway to where he wants to take his pictures... Then take out his camera, weave it on the ground, then drive back to the home studio and get his easel, then drive back to the camera, pick up the camera, and drive to where he wants to paint, but weave the camera in the car so he can paint more vibrantly. Your thoughts? So the guys really did give it some thought. I mean, you can see they, they really did try with Bobo, but, you know, it, my impression of that conversation was I could hear the advice going in one of Bobo's ears and then out the other. You know, yeah, there's like, nothing to trap it. You know, like it's not going to be caught by anything and stay in whatever that is he has in the top of his head. There is just going wall. right out the the other ear. Yeah, I was like, um, gee, I wish Andy and Ike and Fred would call into the show, not Bobo. You know, they they had some good <laughs> questions. They they could flesh out a question yeah. and start a conversation. Bobo's next mentor was film and television star Michael Rappaport. Oh, wow. uh, he, uh, he was very blunt with Bobo. He didn't mince words when it came to helping Bobo with his first question. Here you go. I mean, Mike, uh, Mike cut right to it. Oh, man. Look at fucking Bobo. Your beard looks awesome. Looks totally natural. Looks fucking great. Thank you. Thank you. I enhanced the ink a little bit on it. <laughs> Did you? I, I would never be able to tell. It's just a different look there, Mike, you know? Get to the questions, Bobo. Jesus Christ. So this is. Uh, I don't think Bobo would ever um, uh, understand sarcasm when he hears no, it, honestly. No. no. <laughs> Gee, Bobo, you look great. Yeah, no one would <laughs> notice so all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, your be your fake beard looks natural. Uh, wow. Anyway, so here Bobo spews out the question. Uh, what I've crafted up. Crafted. Uh, the first one, what would you say is the reason why the new Beavis and Butthead movie, Do the Universe, chose not to release in the theaters? Okay. I would say strike that question, Bobo. Strike it. That's a shit question. Just take it uh, and wipe your ass with that question. Okay. That That's a bad question. <laughs> and the fact that you've had all summer right. to come up with the questions, that's what you want to ask Howard Stern? Well, I think it's, it's Beavis and Butthead, he likes them. I, I would wanted to know why they wouldn't release in the theaters. Like, it's more wider audience. It doesn't make sense. That's the question you want to ask. This he come out of your fucking brain? <laughs> anyway, that did, didn't go well with Rappaport. So then we tried uh, Jeff Probst, you know, oh. who, who from Survivor. The guy's had 43 yes. seasons of Survivor and uh, figured he knows what to do. So. Oh, God. Bobo started the uh, coaching session by plugging the new season of Jeff's show, which I'm not sure oh. what that was about. But I guess 
I guess he was just sucking up again. Hey now, Jeff Probst, what an honor to see you. I can't believe 22 years hosting Survivor and now 43rd season kicking off in September 21st on CBS. So I'm so anxious to see this. Bobo, thanks for the nice promo. Oh, absolutely. That was a great setup, man. Yeah, thanks, man. No, I love the show. All right, let's get to you. This is about you. Yes. All right, so Jeff Probst, you know. What Jeff can't believe is he's on the phone with Bobo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeff really uh, tried to help Bobo out, I will say. He came up with a new question and they gave Bobo a pep talk. He was very positive with Bobo. Here's another way to think about. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is the question. Okay. If you were to ask Howard, it's, it's love or success. You can only have one. At this point in your life, you've had this incredible career, all of this wealth. You're known everywhere. Your ego's fulfilled all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. But you also have this amazing wife that you clearly love, who happens to be incredibly attractive still. Mm-hmm. And you get all that comes with that. But you can only have one. If you were to ask a question like that, no matter which way Howard goes, there's a conversation. Yeah. Okay. This is the biggest moment of your stern career. I know, I know. (laughs) Bobo, imagine you come up with the question and you ask it. And when the whole conversation is over, Howard says, got to admit, didn't see that coming. Bobo, well done. Thanks so much, Jeff. Lots of luck. And I'll look forward to seeing you on uh, season 43, September 21st. All right, Bobo, I wish you luck. I'll be listening. (laughs) Now, here's the kicker, Robin. I love how what it sounds like is Bobo's not listening to anything. No. You're so smart because (laughs) during the process, when uh, John Blitt was talking to Bobo after the whole thing, Uh uh, Bobo told John Blitt that he wrote what he thought would be the ultimate question, but decided not to share it with the coaches Bobo said the question was perfect and it didn't need any help. So uh, it, was a, it was a total waste of everyone's time. But here right. we go. After a summer away, it's time for Bobo's ultimate question. This is my ultimate question. Ultimate question. Ultimate question. Ultimate question. Ultimate, ultimate question. question. What ultimate will it be? Question. Will it concern the show? Ultimate question. Will it concern ultimate Robin? Question. Will it concern uh, the inner workings of the office? Will it be about politics? Will it be about religion? It is time. Once again, I say this with pride. And after a full summer of concentration and work and multiple coaches, it's time for the Bobo Ultimate Question. Bobo Ultimate Question. Get ready to be amazed. America is holding its breath. Bobo Ultimate Question. Ultimate Question. Howard, what if? Yeah. What if Bobo fails? What if Bobo fails? It it doesn't matter, Robin. He will fail. You know that. It's uh, (laughs) all right. Let's let's hope for the best. Doubt in your mind. (laughs) Uh, Let us let us uh, let us go. Be prepared to have your mind blown. (laughs) Yeah. Get ready to have your mind blown. All right, on my phone now is Bobo, 30-year fan. Uh, the, he calls hey now, himself. Alex. Hey now, a super fan, Bobo. You've had a lot of time to think. Uh, I, before you ask your ultimate question, I'm curious, Bobo, why ignore all of the advice? I think all of the guys kind of actually put you in a place where they almost suggested some very good questions. Why did they you go phenomenal. with... Right. 
And so I what? actually wrote down some of the stuff they said. You know, I, I recrafted it. Yeah. You recrafted them. Right. How did you recraft? And I like when Michael Rappaport laughed when you said, uh, I crafted, <laughs> and he goes, craft. <laughs> but, but I crafted but, my well, beard. After you spoke to the coaches, what did you do? In other words, where did you go to write? How did you write differently based on your coaching? What was the process to come up with the Bobo ultimate question? Well, I, you know, I first was listening to Jeff Probst. You know, all of those guys are great. But when he, that was an important one, he said. And I thought about that, about your success and radio and then, you know, best. And then I turned it into a question. Like, if you were given the choice of being in love or your success that you have in radio, what would you choose, you know? Uh, like a nine-to-five job or your beautiful Beth, you know? So, uh, yeah, oh, I yes. did pick out things that I thought were important, and they were all, you know, orchestrated, you know, perfectly. What you know, did like, you just say? I have no idea. <laughs> a bubble puppet, help me out. What did he just say? I don't know because I'm also simple-minded, simple bud, Wayne, weak-minded, weak-headed, feeble-minded, hard, hard Wayne, white-headed, white, grizzly, absent-minded, scattered Wayne, confused, bemused, feather-headed, feather Wayne, waddle-headed, right, waddle Wayne. All right, it is time. Questions for come Bobo's. out of my Wayne like pus comes out of a pimple. Right. He okay. Took he Jeff's was... pro Jeff Probe's brilliant question. Jeff I gotta Probst. say this. <laughs> yeah, and all right. turned it into a stupid question. Robin, it is time Would you prefer now. A nine to five job or best? Oh, is that your question? That was amazing. what he crafted. Oh, is that your ultimate question? <laughs> no, 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 no. But no, I'm no, just no, saying no, he no, said no. He reworked oh. Jeff Probst's question. I, right, and listen, that's what he turned it into. Listen, I hope no one at home is operating heavy machinery. Sit down because <laughs> it's time for the ultimate question. It's like a light bulb goes on. Okay, here we go. Bobo says uh, Jeff Probst was helpful. Uh, he sat down. He really gave it a lot of thought. How long he didn't did it take think you... about uh, Fred or Ike oh, or no. anybody else? All of those guys, or Eric Andre for that matter. <laughs> they were all instrumental. You know, all Michael right. was a little rough, but uh, you know, he's a little brutal on that. But right. I, I did, you know, come up with the golden nugget of a question that had me putting in countless out. All right. Everybody so, sit down. Everybody relax. Give Bobo a chance to deliver what he is now calling the ultimate question. Bobo's ultimate question. He's calling it a golden nugget. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, be prepared <laughs> for a golden nugget of a question. Bobo's ultimate question. Uh, Sirius XM has asked me to make the following announcement. If you suffer from heart issues, please turn off your radio because when you hear the ultimate question, it might fuck you. Uh, ultimate question. Get ready to be amazed. All right. Buckle up, everyone. Here we All go, right. Bobo. I'm going to turn the mic over to you and allow you to ask the ultimate question. All right. Fred, drum roll. Um, what would you say helped you in your life to become such a great communicator, you know, for having the engaging interviews that you have, Howard, over the years. Because when you started out, you were very critical of yourself. So you, now you have elevated to a master. So what would you say uh, how you became such a great communicator? What, what, what got you to that point? Bobo's ultimate question. Get ready to be amazed. <laughs> well, all right. If that's the ultimate question, Bobo, I will answer it. Uh, 
Right. What? But now, now, but you know, I don't want to criticize the ultimate question. Bob was taking enough shit. But in other words, you know, it's it's an obvious answer. It's Bobo. What made me a great communicator, if you will, is the uh-huh. amount of hours I put in. Number one, right? I, I spent a lot of hours right. on the radio. I wasn't always good on the radio. I, I told you I was bad, and I've put a lot of hours in. And also, that allowed me to become more of myself on the air. In other words, with the freedom that I, I, I gained when I became more comfortable on the air, it enabled mm-hmm. me to be funnier and to communicate in a better way. How's that? Good. And also your therapy, right? Because you now, now don't oh, answer the question. Answer no. for you. <laughs> That's the therapy. Uh, now, 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 I will say there are a lot of factors in my life that helped me to become a communicator. For example, I, I was talking about my father yesterday. I used to listen to my father communicate with his friends, and I found him to be quick-witted and funny with them, and he had a certain delivery and a cadence that I liked, and it influenced me a lot. And I read a lot of mad magazines and I watched a lot of funny television and everything is an influence. Mm. And that's what shapes you. The sarcastic but also, Bobo. The one thing Howard can do that you can't is he self critiques. He doesn't think everything he does is brilliant as soon as he does it. He crafts it. Oh, Where Bubba you does just craft. spit it out. Bubba, Bubba does craft <laughs> his. Crafted uh... something. <laughs> Bubba, let I me put... ask you something. When it, when you were crafting your question, was there another question you almost went with, or was that always the ultimate question in the back of your mind? No, that seemed to be the one that I wanted to uh, bring to the forefront. I Did you learn so... anything now that you asked the ultimate question? How do you feel I answered the question? And Robin's right. What did you learn from my answer? No, that you, you know, you really put thought into it, how you, how you said it. And you broke it down, you know, wow. the amount of hours and things like that. You know, wow. rather than just a yes or no question, you know, I try to get something that's engaging. Right. You know what well, I mean? That, you did it. Had, you asked the ultimate question. I think all of America right now is kind of shocked at what crafting you put into this and... uh I don't think um, anybody else will ever call in with a question. That question was so good. Yeah. Well, how You've would you asked... rate this question? <laughs> oh, my God. Bobo, how can anyone rate this? It's it's the ultimate question. It's a, it, On a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 15. I mean, I'm, um, I just wonder sometimes, it's funny with you, I feel like you're more about asking the question. I wonder if you remember anything about my answer. But, okay. Yes, I do. You do. The amount right. of hours you put on the radio, the listening to your father, the certain delivery, Mad Magazine. Sure. Yes, I did listen to it. Yes, and therapy. To, everything is an influence, right. Bobo. Everything right. is an influence in your life, and you bring it to the radio show. So how's Howard, that? I have, a, I have a question, though. All right. If Here's I Bobo went, Puppet. If I went to therapy, Go ahead. do you think that I would never be an idiot again and say more dumb, moronic thoughts or ridiculous questions. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, Bobo, that's a good question, too. Bobo Puppet with the Thank ultimate you. question. Bobo's ultimate. 
Therapy cure what's wrong with stupidity. <laughs> it would have to be a highly trained therapist. I dare I say an MD with a great psychiatric degree. And, uh, Why? It would have to be Sigmund Freud himself, Bobo Puppet, I say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have another Uh-oh. Bobo Puppet has another ultimate question. Go ahead. Oh. If I asked a boring, dull question from 30 years ago, right. would it still be more boring, less boring, or as boring? Your thoughts. Hmm. Well, I think after 30 years, it would be even more boring because we've heard it 30 times. Why? Why? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bobo Puppet and Bobo. Thank you, Bobo. I'm glad you worked all summer on this. Uh, your buddy, Marianne from Brooklyn, wants to weigh in. How did you like the ultimate question, Marianne? Uh, the question was neither here nor there as usual. But what I wanted to pull the curtain back, Howard, the last day of the show, he mentioned Rappaport, and I called him. I called him to say... He used to call me and tell me, oh, I feel so bad Rappaport is, you know, dissing you on the air, blah, blah, blah. Yet he chooses to go and get help from Rappaport. But I have to say yeah. that as but I a caller, you when he came as out a of caller, Bobo, you have an answer for everything. You even said to me, Mayor, I won't use Rappaport. I'm not yeah, But you don't know. Him. He was trashing you, and I stopped it. I said no, but friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He was trying. All right, all right. I, I was trying to celebrate Bobo's ultimate question. It's backfiring yeah, again. All right, Nate in Missouri. How did you like Bobo's ultimate question? Is that how he yeah. liked it? No. <laughs> he fell asleep. <laughs> uh, Nate, how did you enjoy Bobo's ultimate question? Do you feel Bobo hit a home run? Uh, oh, no. It, it, I mean, it sucked as usual, uh, but uh, that's kind of the point of my call was that, uh, I, you know, that's why we like Bobo, well, the few of us, uh, <laughs> like, and that's why we like him. In other words, I think to, what uh, you're saying is Bobo is so bad that you think he's good. That's exactly it. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, it always leads to nonsense and Fred making fun of him and uh <laughs> and that that gets me laughing I don't want Bobo suspended or uh you know right, <laughs> right. in well, any way he... ever right okay Nate thank you uh so uh Bobo there's a fan who thinks you did a consistent job you never failed to entertain him and uh, he liked it Jake what did you think of Bobo's ultimate question well I mean the definition of ultimate is like final so if that's the ultimate question of Bobo, is that the last time I get to hear from him ever again? Bobo, it's a good question from Jake. In fact, Jake, that is your ultimate question. Will we ultimately be done hearing from you, Bobo, <laughs> now that you've asked the ultimate question? Probably when you lay down your headphones. That's probably when you... Uh, that'll be the end of my questions. All right. I no, talked I, to my I, mom I yesterday, always... uh, Bobo. I talked to my mother yesterday about when I will end my radio career. I mean, I'm having this... Um, conversation with my mother you know it is so horrible what's going on with my mom right now you know she lays in bed most today she's going to the eye doctor i and she said I, i'm talking to her and it's all very heavy you know i i feel so horrible because she's so uncomfortable and it breaks my heart to see her like this you know i remember her as a young woman it's crazy and she's like howard mom what is it my son my son, my son. Yes, Mom. 
it's going to be a good week. I got you a new TV. The guys are going to come and put in a new TV. How will they do that? I'm, at the, I'm going to be at the eye doctor. No, 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 Mom. What I've done is I've scheduled an early eye doctor appointment, and my guys are going to come over and put in the TV. But I won't be here. <laughs> I, I, I know you won't be there. They're not going to come when you're at the eye doctor. They'll come. Another. Who's going to let them in? The aide will let them in. And when are they coming? They're, they're coming, Mom. They're coming. I, I, they're they're going to work out the schedule. Don't worry. You know me. I'm a warrior. And my mom's all confused now. Is she? It's terrible. I You're said, really taxing her. She only wants to do one thing a day. She's going to the eye doctor. No, she it's can't get listen, a new TV. She's got no. no I know. It, it kind of. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to be encouraging. She, I go, Mom, what are you talking about? You're confused. Of course you're confused. You lay in bed all day. I wake up. I don't know what day it is. I go, Mom, listen to me. If I laid in bed all day with the windows closed, when I woke up, I wouldn't know what fucking day it was either. You, you got your marbles. Stop saying you're confused. You don't know. I'm in bed. I feel terrible. I have pain all over. And I don't know what day it is. I go, Mom. What's the difference what day it is? What's I mean, she going to do different than yeah, yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I said that's the problem. <laughs> you wake up, and, and you know what? When I was on vacation, because I had no schedule, I didn't know what day it was. Sometimes <laughs> I forgot what day it was. Do you know on Wednesday I thought it was Friday? Listen, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't know what day. Maybe... Maybe I should get a calendar. Bu- I know what that means. I know what that means. That <laughs> you means, get a calendar. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, Mom. <laughs> no, that means Beth's getting her a calendar. I go, Mom, <laughs> do you want Beth to get you a calendar? Maybe that would be good. I go, okay, we'll get you a calendar. What kind of calendar are you going to get? Oh, boy. I go, what do you mean? I, I, you, you got two choices. You know that little table where you put all your pills? I was thinking maybe a little desk calendar so you don't have to take up a lot of room. No, there's not enough room on my little table for a calendar. Well, maybe you, I got an idea. What if you put a calendar on the wall right next to your bed? What are you talking about? You think they'll let me put a calendar on the wall? Who? The building. Mom, it's your apartment. You could take a thumbtack and put... You think I could do that? Of course you could do it. <laughs> Have some fun. Live it up. Do, do, Mom, I'm going to get you. Beth's going to look... What type of calendar? Where are you going to put it? I don't want to put it on the wall next to my bed. Why not? I'll have to turn my head. I want to look straight ahead and see the date. So we'll put it on the wall where the TV's going. What is the TV going in? <laughs> the TV is coming. <laughs> I'll have them hang the calendar there. I don't want... A, I, I said, listen, uh, Mom, if the calendar is by the TV, it means it's far away. I'll get you a big calendar. I don't want too big. 
Get a medium-sized calendar. I, I, what? Is, I, and I, I'm, I'm like looking at Beth, and I said, listen, Mom, I'll get you a medium-sized calendar. I'm going to talk to Beth right after this phone call, and then you'll you'll have a calendar. You'll look at it. You'll know what day it is. And I said, like, like you know those guys in jail when they circle on the wall the days that left? <laughs> Just circle it, and you'll know what day it is. Well, maybe I'll get a calendar. That's a good idea. And then you won't be so confused. That's right. Have you ever thought about one of those big digital wall-mounted calendars uh, no, and the time? No, I don't think about anything digital, only analog. Oh. No, no, you, you don't know. You, <laughs> See, because now she'll think to herself, wait a minute. I don't I want forgot that. to mark the days. What day is it now? I'm thinking of going crazy and getting her four calendars and put one on each wall. No matter where she turns, the date will be there. The calendar. Everywhere I turn, it's the date. Oh, my God. And then I made a fucking huge mistake. Because whenever I start explaining stuff, my mom can't hear so good. And she she gets confused. And I was like, I go, so Beth whispers to me, tell your mother next year I'll be on the calendar. Oh. I go, oh, 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 I go, I go, mom, what? Now we're going to get you a calendar, but next year, you know, giving her hope that maybe she'll be alive and, you know, yeah, who yeah, knows? Yeah. Maybe she will be. I go, mom, next year in January, Beth uh, has a calendar she did for North Shore Animal League. So every month you'll see Beth. What? <laughs> then I knew I was in trouble. I knew I was in, like, this is going to take an hour. I go, I'll oh, forget uh, it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What about Beth? <laughs> no, no, no. All I'm saying is you're going to get a calendar. Not too big. I don't want it too big. Just medium size. I know. You're going to get that. You're going to get that. <laughs> when are you going to get it here? I don't know. I got to go on Amazon. What's that? Amazon is a place you can go on the internet where you get things. And I'm going to, Beth's going to look for the calendar. Not too big. I know. I know. <laughs> what did you say before that about Beth is a calendar? No, no. Beth isn't a calendar. Beth's going to be on a calendar. She's going to do for North Shore Animal League. So when you look at the calendar, you're going to see Beth. On, uh, I'm going to see her. When is she coming? No, oh no, 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 you know, uh, I was just saying, I mean, but mom, you're getting a calendar and the TV's coming. You got a lot to look forward to this week and the eye doctor. Oh God, pray for me. Pray for me. I was going to go, mom, I don't really do a lot of, I, I, okay, I'm going to pray for you. Pray for me. I go, mom, what are you afraid of? I mean, what do you mean? What am I exactly praying for? That your eyesight will be okay or that, or that the, the, that when I go there, I have the strength to go there. Oh. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to pray for that. And I did pray for it, by the way, last night. I Yeah, there's out, no harm in praying for that. No, I, in fact, pray. I started, I, I started doing that thing they do on religious shows. I went, I started speaking tongues. What is that? I'm speaking in tongues. You told me to pray. Ah, 
Oh, Bobo's still here. Bobo's All right, still Bobo. With us. Yeah, yeah, Bobo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To you and the family. Thank right? you, Thank, Thank you, you Bobo. Thank you for not showing up to the funeral. By the way, I appreciate oh, that. God. Yeah, I, I mean, unbelievable. I uh, I, anyway, I there is, my GPS was off. By the way, there it is. Bobo's ultimate ultimate question. Bobo's guys, put me back on so I can do a sounder, please. And there you have it, Bobo's ultimate question. Bobo's ultimate question. Bobo's ultimate question. What was the ultimate question? Ultimate question. What made you become a great communicator? There it is. You see how it stays with you, Robin? You see how you. I mean. Ultimate question. Yeah. I can't believe I boiled it down into so few words. Listen, I made him a great communicator. And his father made him a great communicator. That is true. And I'm going to tell you something else. Howard's grandfather was full of shtick. You know what shtick means? Yeah. You know what that means? You do? I do. Shtick, love. And <laughs> Howard always had... Howard wasn't a stern. He was a shiftman. Uh-huh. And the shiftmans had the shtick. And Howard had the shtick. And when Howard came to me and said he wanted to be on the radio, do you know what I said to him? I do know, but you tell everyone. I said, who is that? (laughs) Mom, that's Robin. Robin. Uh, Robin, oh, hello. (laughs) Uh, I said, I said to him, Someone's got to be on the radio. Why not you? <laughs> That's right, Mom. That's what you said. That's right. You're a shiftman. You're not a stern. Right, Mom. Because shiftmans have stick, right? Right. And you had stick. <laughs> what the, what is so funny about that? Because you had the stick. <laughs> and I said that to you. You could be on the radio. And I saw Howard at Benton and Bowles advertising agency. And he came home from work. I saw him get off the train. And I looked at him. And I said, you look green. Your skin looks green. You don't like doing this job. It's not for you. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. You told me I look green. (laughs) yes you did so that's it and your father when you wanted a tape recorder and you wanted with that soupy sales and your father ran out and got you a tape recorder so you could record your stick into there in their room you remember that? Of course I remember it. <laughs> you sat there 
with that tape recorder talking into it. Yeah, I used to make phony phone calls. You never did that. Stop exaggerating. <laughs> I would I would take my my tape recorder and call places and make phony phone calls. I never saw that. Well, I didn't do it in front of you. You would have killed me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but pray for me. Pray for me today. And when my mother says that, it breaks my heart. You know, like going to the eye doctor, she'll be okay. She can do it. She's got to get in the wheelchair. And then she gets in the car from the wheelchair. It's just and that then, everything has become such an effort, I think, in her mind. Not necessarily like a real effort, but in her yeah. mind, this is a lot to do. She does go to the table and eat her meals. She doesn't eat her meals in bed. I'm happy about oh, that. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It gets her up and going. But uh, Does she sit up or does she lay down all day? No. Oh, she sits up in the bed. Okay, but, um, but he's but not I, in a I, chair. She, and she, no chair? And she and she doesn't want to go outside. She says, "I don't." She's vain. She says she doesn't. You know, she doesn't like the she way doesn't she look looks. Good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Mom, everyone where you live is nine thousand years old. You actually look better than all of them. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't look good. Hi, baby. How little? How little? How little? How little? Son, At least son. she's like referring to as her son, her son, her son. She's like with that. it. She's with. Like oh that. yeah, you know we've had some great moments. Yeah. Now that she's like like someone put a pin in her and the the <laughs> uh, oxygen is almost out of her. She we're having a great like we have great conversations. Well, that's good. My mother and I have had some wonderful conversations. Hey, Bubba, I'm going to hang up on you. Thank you for yeah, the ultimate well, question. A, huh? well, one thing. I have a question for Robin. How did you Robin. manage dealing with the anxiety of flying after a long absence? Has, all right, has, all right. Listen, listen. Not, no, I don't want to hear that. Wait, I don't want to even hear I, that. Yes. That was the long Robin question. I'm sorry. Robin, <laughs> can I see a pussy? Your now, now, there's a question. That, that, that I go with. Now, he's back to the yes and no questions. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Howard, would you like it if you saw Robin rubbing one out on her pussy and she squirted on you? Your thoughts? No, I'm going to be honest with you. But you see, Bobo Pup, it's good. I would not like to see that. I don't want to see Robin rubbing Why? her pussy. Because I have such love and respect for her. Like, seeing her in that, you know, rubbing her pussy like a normal human being. But she's very being. sensual. Like a, like a, like Robin a, like is a, very like sensual. A, Robin is sensual, smart. but that's not my relationship with her. I don't want to see her rub a pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> then I have another question. Yeah. Would you like to see me beat off in front of Fred Armisen? Your thoughts? Yes. Yeah. I have a hard time. Yes. Yeah. All right. Right. Enough. Enough. Thank you, Bobo. Who was that? That was Bobo. No, the other one. That's Fred. Oh, Fred. Very nice. Yeah. Howard came home. He was looking for jobs. And he says, Mom, I was looking for a job in production. No? What? Versus dust? Production? What, what is that? He tells me he went in and he gave his resume to a guy who makes pornography. <laughs> and he wanted Howard to work on films. It seemed like a good job. I mean, it was pornography, but at least I would learn something about the film industry. I, I, the guy, the guy was sitting there editing films. I looked at him and I said, "Listen, don't take that job." 
Yeah. And I listen. That's right. <laughs> Believe you me, if you had taken that job, it would be a stain on your career. And we don't look at women like that. We, we don't know. <laughs> that's not what I'm about. Well, maybe that's what I'm about. You're not about that. You're my son. And I raised you to respect women. <laughs> Did you ever tell her how much porn you watch? Uh, she thinks I'm lying. He's exaggerating. <laughs> I see. And believe me, though, I got Howard a subscription to Playboy when he was 13. And I told him, those aren't real women. I'm a real woman, and his sister is a real woman. Well, he shouldn't be looking at you, that's for sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> I told Howard, real women have stretch marks and pancake-sized nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did, Mom. And we have hair on our bellies. Oh. Right, Mom. And we have hairs running down the side of our thighs. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> But I never shaved my legs. We know, Mom. Okay. All right. Anyway. She was liberated before liberation was in. Absolutely. <laughs> she was Jane Fonda before Jane Fonda was born. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Anyway, there you have it. Bobo's ultimate question. And, uh, and my mother. There you go. They all sort of jam together. They meld together. Real women are built like John Madden. The football <laughs> Coach. <laughs> yes, 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 Mom. All right. I got an email from, I, I'm just going to buzz through a bunch of things. I got an email from Wayne Siegel. Everybody knows Wayne over oh. at the Legend. I'll give him a free plug. Legend Porsche, Audi, Saab. God, God only knows what else he sells over there. But uh, He is a I legend. Know. He's a legend. That's what they named the legend because <laughs> Wayne is a legend. Wayne's a trip and a half. What's he writing hmm. about? He sent me, you know, sometimes Wayne sends me things. I throw, you know, I delete them. But uh, this was a great email. He says, you got to see this ad that I'm looking at. And and um, for Loom Deodorant. And I'm watching this thing. And it, it was a brilliant thing because it shows you. And I and I know this from, from you know, like, God, I don't know. I mean, we all know this. Madison Avenue, when you watch television and you watch a commercial, you begin to realize that all of the commercials are trying to sell you something you don't need. Right. You know, I mean, it's not like you have a need for, um, oh, I don't know, you know, some perfume. But or makeup. You see, yeah, you Anything. see the bottle or you see the bra or you see the whatever the fuck it is and you go, I need that. I need that. So this was so interesting because I know the trajectory of this. I remember years ago when I first used to see the ads for bottled water. And I even used to say, why the fuck would anyone want to buy bottled water? I have water in my house. I never thought about bottled water. And then they kept bombarding us with these ads. And lo and behold, I started drinking bottled water. And now I drink nothing but bottled water because That's I'm right. convinced that the fucking water in the bottle is better than what's coming out of my tap. And even and they my might guy, have taken it from the tap and put it in a bottle. <laughs> we don't know, but <laughs> we never even, see how it's made. 
asked my guy uh, who uh, works for me here, he said to me, um, you know, you have a filtration system in your house. We check it three times a year. I said, I don't trust. I don't believe that it's filtered. He goes, it's filtered. Your water is as clean as anything you get in a bottle. We t- tested it. And I still don't believe it. I have a filtration system, too. And I only drink bottled water. Yeah. It's Sometimes crazy. I'm like, should I use that water in the tap? <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> now, so, Howard, you know what they're working on? Getting you to not trust even showering in it. Right. 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 So, you know, once they do that, it's all over. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go move to the moon. You would, the way I live, you'd think I lived in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> I'm pouring bottles of Poland Spring over my head. Anyway. Um, so, you know, they created a need for bottled water. Now it's a huge industry. We pay for yeah. something we used to get for free. So Wayne sent me this thing and I go, this is a brilliant, um, thing. We're seeing the birth of something new and it's a commercial for loom deodorant. It's a woman standing there and she's talking about, she now uses the deodorant. She puts, it's a cream. She rubs it into the palms of her hands and then she rubs it into her asshole because she wants protection down there so her asshole won't smell. How about and, <laughs> Well, no. What they're now putting out there, and you're laughing now, but eventually you'll be rubbing I'll deodorant. Be rubbing into, this stuff. Just think about it. What is the deodorant industry going to do? We're only using it on our armpits. If they could convince right. us to How stick it in our ass. Everybody's using the armpits now. And, you know, I'm watching this thing and she goes, listen, you put a little in. She goes, it's proven. They did some sort of test. Your ass, even after a shower, doesn't have a great. <laughs> what do we do with deodorant? We shower. Our armpits smell fine. Saying in order to get protection down there so your asshole will smell good all day, you got to put the loom deodorant in. <laughs> or loomy. I don't know how you pronounce it. Loomy, someone's telling me. All right. So here's the commercial. (laughs) Yeah, here's the commercial. Here's the woman showing you how to do it and everything. And you know, you're laughing now, but I got a feeling. Yes. In two or three years, you're going to be getting out of the shower and sticking the Loomy up your ass. Just a pea sized amount of Loomy applied between your butt cheeks like this. I will demonstrate. Just kidding. I won't. Like this. We put Lumi to the test and compared it to a shower. 12 hours after a shower with soap and water, the average crotch has an odor score of 5 to 6 out of 10. 12 hours after a shower and applying Lumi, you're at a 0 out of 10. No odor all day. I'm not a mathematician, but I think it means that Lumi is infinitely more effective than a shower alone. So just take a shower or shower with Lumi and be 0 out of 10. There you go. Wait a minute. I mean, does that mean (laughs) even after you've gone... What do you mean? Like, have you used your butt? Oh, you mean after you shit? Yeah, no, listen, it's the same thing. You know how you after you work out, your armpits still can smell good if you use the right deodorant? Yeah. yeah. Lumi can yeah. take care of the Lumi deal. can take it, yeah. You could shit, you could do all kinds of things. <laughs> okay. Um, Chris Wilding, after, uh, he told me before a date once, he heard me talking about this. And uh, he put it on his balls. What did you do? You put it on your balls and what else? On your asshole? And he said he smelled pretty good back there, right? What did you do? Real quick. Yeah, um, you had been talking about this on the air back in 2019. So I think this was right before we went to L.A. 
I bought some of it because I thought I'll be walking around. It's going to be hot. Mm. And it kind of makes sense because your ball and your thigh almost form like its own mini armpit. So I thought yeah. well, that that kind of makes call that, sense. Um, they call that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, no, they call that your bat wings. You know how your balls sometimes stick to your thighs? And that oh, looks like the, that term. it looks like the Batman logo. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I get I get sweaty down there, so I figured I'd use it, and I used it um, after a shower uh, in between my balls and my thigh, my bat wing, and also uh, behind me on my asshole. And um, <laughs> and the taint, you didn't do the taint. <laughs> I went, sure I went all around, and I even and I even slipped the finger a little bit. And they say you shouldn't do this, but I went a little internal with it. Yeah, you're not supposed to finger. do that. Did you get any no, compliments on your crack smell? I mean, did anyone say that? Did you go? Did you go to bed with anyone? And then they kind of like, oh wow, you smell great. I didn't get that, but I didn't get any complaints. So right. I think it kept me, you know, kind of carbon neutral, as they say. Like I was right. just, I didn't smell. You know, yep. that's what they're hawking but, now, man. That's what they're hawking. But the problem what is, what does it smell like, you, though? Does it have well a scent? See, yeah, I got one. I wasn't. <laughs> I use unscented on my asshole. <laughs> no, I got jasmine rose. And oh. honestly, I don't think you, you want your ass or your balls to smell like jasmine rose. I do. That's what I learned. <laughs> well, All right, listen. at some point it might smell my a bit point like balls is, and jasmine rose. My point about this is Madison Avenue is so smart that they have to figure out how are we going to convince people to use a product in a way they never thought of before. And it's working. Well, I'm just thinking about the guy who first proposed this to Madison Avenue. Look, I got this. We we run out of armpits, right. and we need to have another place to deodorize. And I'm well, thinking it assholes. Didn't, well, yeah, it's, it was a little more um, uh, simple than that. But the original what? story was a guy on Madison Avenue accidentally sat on his deodorant. And it went in his ass. And he was like, hey, wait a minute. Like the, the light bulb I'm turned on. Yeah, I'm onto Eureka. something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, what if I stick a shampoo bottle up my ass? Maybe uh, that is a whole new product. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. That's how Madison Avenue works. And it's an excellent uh, representation of that. But please, and I say this with peace and love, Wayne Siegel, I love you. But don't inundate me now with emails. Peace and love. Because I know I'm going to get now. That was a good one. That was the ultimate email. (laughs) What I'm not going to tell you is Wayne sends me 500 emails. This is the first (laughs) one I've used. So I, you know, I don't need, I got enough uh, material. I'm okay. But a good one, Wayne. Thank you. Uh, While we were on vacation, I do want to hit a bunch of things. Um, Oh, and by the way, while I'm on the topic of uh, deodorants, you know, I have been using natural, quote unquote, natural deodorant now for many years because it has no aluminum on it. And, uh, I, you know, I had read article after article that if you put aluminum into your armpits, it can cause cancer, d- dementia. Don't ask. So I, I want to say for the last 10 years, I have not been using any type of really what I'll call good deodorant. You know, that actually works. The ones that work. <laughs> yeah. I've been using one that's uh, okay. Um, it, I use a natural deodorant, and it works. But then around 3, 4 o'clock, I start to stink. And in my old deodorant, I used to use Dry Idea. I stopped using it because I didn't want aluminum. Well, right. here, listen to this. I'm reading an article while we're on vacation. 
um, New York Times, blah, 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 blah. They're talking about aluminum-free rub-ons that, you know, of course, don't work as well. Uh, and it, the article is, are natural deodorants really better for you? And I'll, I'll give you the bottom line on this. There is no definitive evidence that regular deodorants or antiperspirants are worse for your health than natural deodorants. In fact, they said they're perfectly safe. Now, look, I still believe. I don't know about that. Excuse me. I still believe the New York Times. I love the New York Times. These assholes who run around fake news. You go fuck yourself. Get out of my country, you motherfuckers. I mean, come on, really? It's the greatest newspaper. Give me a break. But, okay. I believe them. So I As now Dr. have... Dr. Agus always says to me, find out who did the study. Actually, Dr. Agus did the study. No, <laughs> I don't know who did the study. Is yeah. that what he says to you? All right. Yeah. You know, well, these studies I'll get ask published, him. but you never know. They were funded by a... Well, a group with an agenda i ordered uh three bottles off amazon of um dry idea <laughs> i'm going back to it that's it i i don't want you know I, I said to beth i'm thinking of going on dry idea i said what do you use she goes i use secret i said that's feminine right that's a female deodorant they don't have a men's secret <laughs> yeah i think i think it's a woman's secret i really do i remember i, I think that's for women even though it's yes, probably all the yes, same yes. shit i don't want to yeah. you know i just don't want i don't know why women have to have a different deodorant i don't want someone to go through my medicine cabinet and see feminine deodorant <laughs> uh i got enough problems what's so, in his underwear drawer yeah exactly <laughs> oh look he has panties and a bra too <laughs> but i uh so, you know, anyway, I ordered it, and even Beth said to me, go ahead, just use regular deodorant, stop the bullshit. Um, so. the, while, while I was off, I saw that, you know, Jared Kushner put out a book, and he oh, says yeah. he's one of, he, you know, this, his generation is probably the generation that's going to be the first to defeat death. Wow. And and he is all about being eternal and living forever. How do they figure that? Oh, because of scientific breakthroughs like stem cells and all kinds of things to replace whatever breaks down or rejuvenate hmm. whatever breaks down. And so he's thinking that we're going to live forever. And so maybe you don't want to go back to the aluminum, you know, because you may live. I got to hang on until Jared Kirchner figures out how to keep me alive. Um, okay. I want to be full of aluminum. A couple of things happened, Robin, while we were away for the summer. More than a couple. And I don't even know what to hit. Oh, what does Ralph want? Wait, why is he interrupting? Why are you interrupting me? What do you want? You know, it's funny you mentioned that Lumi commercial. I don't, what you're saying, people aren't going to use it. That commercial is horrible. The lady is so unattractive, and she's talking about her crotch. I want to throw up. It's like You can say that all you want, but I'm telling you, these Madison Avenue knows what they're doing. That oh, lady they has a face. They will give you that need, yes. No, that lady, lady, stinks. that <sighs> lady has a look. That lady has the face. I'm going to hang up on him because I want to hear from him right now. <laughs> and I love Ralph, but peace and love. But that lady has a face that middle America would trust. She looks yeah. like them. Of course, that's a smart move. 
Ralph's sitting there. He's looking for a Playboy playmate to tell him what to do. And I'm telling you, he's not right about that. All right, uh, excuse me for one minute. I'll get right back to you. Oh, uh, great actor and former governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hi. No deodorant, Howard. None of it. Sweat is pure sex. I love it. Ah. The when stink of the woman. That's you, what I love. You love the natural scents and smells of a woman when you're with her? Absolutely. Tell Beth to throw out all of the deodorant. Mm, I love to sniff the asshole like an expensive bottle of wine. Oh, it smells perfect. I love the musk. I love it. <laughs> the well, <musk. laughs> well, let me tell you, you're a real man. I always said it. Uh, you, uh, you have so super, super hyper masculine. Uh, thank you for yes, that. Yes, okay, it's natural. That's that's why they grow the big bush to capture all that wonderful sweat and the dude smell. <laughs> so let me ask you something. When you're with a woman, do you ever say to her, "Hey"? Do me a favor. Don't wash down there. Don't don't shave. Uh, do you ever say that? Yeah, and I say a little piss that can't miss. Come on, it catch it all. Just leave it in there. Don't right, bear bother you. wiping. All right, wow. thank you. Don't bother wiping. Um, yeah, I actually owe Ralph a phone call. He called me over the summer, but. I don't think I called him back. I think he wanted to like offer his condolences about my dad. And who wants to hear Ralph go on about that? <laughs> you know well, what I mean? he, it was the thought that counts. Uh, excuse me, I just wanted to offer my condolences on your father. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, I knew your father, and I always got a kick out of him. And yeah, I didn't get along with my own father, and it's so complicated. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh. All right, bye. <laughs> you know, it's not like the radio show. You can't hang up on Ralph when... Right. You know. Ronnie, too, I called him. Ronnie called me a couple of times over the summer. I called him back, though. Did you? I, I still haven't called Ronnie back. I owe him a call. You know what it is with Ronnie? I love Ronnie a lot. He knows it, but... If you don't call him back, then right away, like Ron, in Ronnie's simplicity, he's like, oh, this guy thinks he's such a big shot. He thinks he's so famous. He doesn't have to call me she's back. He's changed. He's changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, and I can hear the dialogue in Ronnie's head that basically is like, yeah, Robin's like a, turned into a real snob. She used to come over and watch wrestling with us. And, yeah, yeah, okay. So she watched wrestling. That means she's not a snob. Yeah, but now she doesn't do it. And she's got those other friends and she thinks she's a big shot and fuck her. Dude, what, you are, you, know, and the, what are you, you talking you about? Dude, I know I how you I think. I didn't say a word. No, didn't, you didn't. I, didn't I know boom. how your brain thinks. So, we uh, can hear uh, you oh, thinking. <laughs> are you kidding? You got to oh, hear stop. this. This is the greatest. We sent Ronnie out to LA for some bits over the summer. Because uh -huh. some of you are complain when I'm gone, and you got to have original content. So we figured let Ronnie and Gary and JD go out to LA, and maybe it'll shut these fuckers up who are complaining. It was it didn't work, but uh, we try. And I got to say something to my group of people who work here. These channels sounded great while we were on vacation. I don't know how much you listened to it, but man, it was good. I listened to it, and I and it was me doing it. <laughs> it was good i mean sometimes i tuned in and i went you know this show's fucking good who knew i don't know i'm just sitting here yapping but the way it was all cut up and all, all the different bits and shit it was wonderful so no one is allowed to complain if we're not here in fact after i quit the business 
After I retire, my wife says I shouldn't say quit. She goes, you're not quitting, you're retiring. What does that um, mean? There's a difference. She's right. Supposed to quit. Well, because she's like, you know, it's not like you quit your job because you hated it. It's just you, you got older and you finally retired. It, you know, quitting implies there's some animosity. Oh, anyway, well, I think she's right. I think you should not even use retire. I think you should use what Serena used when she left. What she she's said. evolving. Well, hey, by the way, speaking of tennis, watch on HBO the McEnroe. John McEnroe documentary. It's really good. Oh, yeah? Um, I'll have yeah, to check I love that it. out. Love yeah, I've been watching it. Yeah. Real it's on stuff, Showtime, but... Howard. Oh, right. Showtime. You're absolutely right. Anyway. But you're evolving. You're not uh, doing yeah, any going... quitting or retiring. Yeah, I'm turning into a brindle fly. <laughs> no, but what it was, Ron... Ronnie, it's so great. They all went out to L.A., and then Ronnie, you see, Ronnie's in the dialogue in his head is like, hey, Howard thinks he's a big star. He doesn't call me back. Robin thinks she's a big star. She doesn't even come over anymore. But <laughs> Ronnie's head is out of control. Like when they were in L.A., Ronnie accused Gary. Let me see if I got this right. Of like big timing him. What, what was the beef? What, did that what was mean? What was the beef, so Gary? So I get, so we went out to dinner one night, right? So we're at a restaurant, probably about 10 of us at the table. We're sitting outside. Uh, a reality star, a guy who's on the show selling Sunset, walked by, and Ronnie goes, I'm a big fan of his. So the guy and his girlfriend, they're holding hands, and they went into the restaurant. So Ronnie goes, I'm going to go in and say hello to him. And I go, oh, Ronnie, stop it now. You're full of shit, Gary. Go ahead. Can I just, Ronnie, I'll finish it. So I go, Ronnie, <laughs> you know what? Why don't you let the guy, like, don't chase him. Like, he'll come out, and when he comes out, we can say hello. I'll even introduce you. But, like, like let him be. Don't chase him. So the guy came out, and he's walking by, and I said, hey, this is uh, Ronnie from the Howard Stern Show. He's a big fan. And uh, the guy kind of, you know, brushed by him quickly. And right. Ronnie was offended. He felt that I controlled the whole situation. First of all, <laughs> Ronnie doesn't have to listen to me. I'm not his boss, right? Right. And then he felt, but he also felt like when the guy was in the restaurant, he was waiting for his girlfriend in the bathroom. And that I ruined the opportunity for Ronnie to well, have a lengthy conversation a, with this guy. I will take Ronnie's side in this one. Why do you need yeah. to be, introduce Ronnie? I mean, Ronnie's I was trying capable. to help. I, I was trying to help no, Ronnie you out. You weren't not, trying to help me. He was going to go chase I, this guy down, Howard. It was no, going to be really Howard, weird. Was I was wasn't chasing him. Oh, bullshit, dude. The guy was standing inside. Right where you could see him, his girlfriend, I don't know where she went, he was standing there by himself. All I was going to do, I was going to walk inside and say, big fan, uh, he, he has a, a car that he had built by a custom place that I watched a TV show. And I was just going to say, man, it was a really beautiful car. And uh, I just wanted to tell you and and walk away. He wasn't with his girlfriend at that point. He was standing there alone by the bar. Gary, Ronnie, what would have been wrong with that? I didn't, I didn't that? need Gary. I, I didn't just, need do you, Gary. Do you feel with Ronnie? Let me ask you a question. Do you feel with Ronnie? You have to parent him like he could fuck up in no. any minute. Is it that? No. Is that what's going on? No. But it was. It was like it was like Ronnie got super excited, and the guy was holding his girlfriend's hand. I don't know when they went in a restaurant. I didn't see anybody I, waiting. I, I could have said something then, Gary, and I didn't. I could have well, said Ronnie, something. Right Ronnie, then here, and hold there. on, hold on. Can I just say something, Ronnie? You I am not from to walk out with his girlfriend and embarrass him. 
I'm not G- your parent. G- G- you don't have to me. listen Ronnie, to me. Ronnie, who is this guy, and why do you like him so much? What show is this? Jace, it's this uh, Selling Sunset. It's like this real estate show with a bunch of hot chicks. Yeah, it's I used on, to watch uh, that. Net- uh, it's on Netflix. This guy, Jason Oppenheim, he owns this big real estate company. I see. Okay? So, so he had a car built by this guy from Gotham Garage, okay? And I watched the show. So Jason was on the show, and I went. I was going to go over and say hi and just tell him that I thought it was a beautiful car. Is it your feeling? It. Is it your feeling that Gary treats you like a slow adult in a way, like like like? No. Hey, I'm going to uh, let me handle this, Ronnie, because you'll embarrass the show or something. That's that's how it looked because it was worse what he did because the guy now he comes <laughs> out of the restaurant. Where there's a table of like 15 people, and he go, Gary stands up and he goes, "Hey, Jason, that's Ronnie from the Howard Stern show. Right. He, he wants to say man. hi." Yeah, Jason might I, not even know the Howards. That to me is more embarrassing. Like, hey, let me drop the name Howard Stern, and and then the guy goes, "I don't know what the fuck that is," or something like that. You know what I mean? I I was at the other end of the table when this was going on, so I didn't know what I didn't know this was happening, and all of a sudden this guy walks behind the table. And Gary like leans up a little. Bit, hey, hey! I'm like, well, what the hell is going on over here? And, uh, I've seen hey, Gary JD. I've seen Gary do that move to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and uh, you know, I got news for you. I would probably prefer Ronnie just walk up to the guy himself sure. and say, "Hey!" And Ronnie wasn't even going to say Howard Stern. He was just going to say, "Hey." You see. Gary, you're introducing Ronnie from the Howard Stern Show. What would have been wrong if Ronnie, just as a as a, a guy okay. not from the Howard yeah. Stern Show, went over and said, "Hey, I saw you on TV. I love that car of yours." Okay, so d- d- full disclosure, yeah. I was actually thinking of the Bradley Cooper thing and thinking of <laughs> like when I annoyed Bradley Cooper, and I thought, I don't know if Howard would appreciate be- somebody being chased down like that. So I figured I didn't. Ch- by, I wasn't hey, chasing maybe, him. Maybe I made if I made the wrong call. I apologize. The thing that I find weirder about all of this is, okay, this happened, this incident, whatever. Ronnie went on the show the next day and went into this whole thing about, I'm jealous of his fame, and I've been jealous of his fame for a really long time. And I was quite honestly <laughs> surprised by I have that. a clip of that. Let me play the clip what Ronnie was talking about, Gary. Let's get to the bottom of it as long as I'm... This is Ronnie's frustration with Gary. I'll play it for all of you. I think Gary gets very upset when people don't recognize him. Why do you think that? I don't know. I just, I just... Like, if he... Like, somebody recognizes me and I'm talking to them. Yeah. Gary will come over and get in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so you feel like this he's still in your shot? This, this has happened... No, you know, at work, like I could be uh, Robert Downey Jr. I'm talking to him in the hall. He came over to me. He's having a whole conversation with me. And Gary sees me talking to him. He comes over and, like, starts a whole conversation. And it's like, kind of like, get the fuck out of my way, pal. Steven Tyler, another one. He, you know, he he had the flat Ronnie. He took it on tour with him. And I'm out there talking to him about it. And then there's Gary, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said Gary, to Ronnie, hold, yeah. I, hold on, I said, I said to Ronnie when we talked about this on the show, my job is to talk to the guests in the hallway, right? First right. of all, I'm in charge of them. I have to know what they're up to. But sometimes, and you know this over the years, when you chat with people in the hallway, they tell you things that you don't know that aren't, haven't been researched. So it's part of my job to talk to them. Ronnie makes it sound, but, but Ronnie's impression is that I'm so, I'm such a hole in my soul 
that I need to be a bigger deal than Ronnie. And that, that surprised me. Mm. No, dude, the, the thing is, when the guests always come in, you're the first one to go in. You go in, you close the door, you talk to the people. Then you go in during the commercial break. You go in and you'll talk to Howard. Now, I'm out there. Talk. They come out and talk to me. I don't go into the green room and sit down and have a whole conversation with them. I'm in the middle of talking to them because they came out in the hall because they, you know, they get ready to go on air or whatever. And I, I don't know. They start talking to me. We talk. And then you come out and you see me talking to them. And it's like you walk like right in between us. And it's like I'm not even there. <laughs> And take over the conversation. <laughs> you did it ever, Gary? You do that all the time with everybody. Okay. Did everybody, it ever dawn on you? Come on okay, I got you. you. I got you. Do it did all it the ever, fucking time. Okay, Ronnie, I got you. Did it ever dawn on you that maybe when I'm in the studio talking to Howard about something, maybe there's other intel that I need to get from people because I spoke to Howard? Like, in other words, yeah, it's not all about. Like, oh, you so maybe that's say, why I come me, out and I talk to, to people. Talk, I need to talk to this person. Don't do that. I don't want it to be Ronnie, that. You're a piece of shit. Ronnie, you're dismissed as a human being. It's like you're not even exactly. there. Exactly. There I you see. go. I see. You're exactly right. And Gary, Get you feel you're in. my way. Yeah. You're in a rush, and Ronnie <laughs> is uh, slowing down the no, process in a way. I'm doing work. I'm not looking to. I'm not looking to diminish Ronnie. Listen, when people come and take a picture with Ronnie. I'm thrilled for him. I really am. I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome. Nobody that asked you to be thrilled. Of... What's that? What? Nobody asked you to be thrilled. <laughs> I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to combat to be that. Fucking thrilled. <laughs> right. I, I, meaning, I'm happy for Ronnie. I'm thrilled. not jealous of him. I I'm not jealous of Ronnie. Well, I tell you, uh, you know, uh, on our phone is uh, Jason Oppenheimer, who is the L.A. celebrity Ronnie was anxious to speak oh, to. Oh, is he? He is from Selling Sunset. Uh, Jason, hi. Uh, what is your take on what happened out in L.A. when Gary jumped up? Hey, no. So, so first of all, I do want to say I'm just such a huge fan of the show. I'm such a huge fan of Ronnie that when I saw him, I was so psyched to go up to him and speak to him and talk to him about the show. And then suddenly this other guy comes up and he's got this terrible, horrible breath. And I just I was about to vomit in front of my girlfriend. So I was embarrassed. I was excited for Ronnie and then he totally just ruined it. Right. So you got scared when Gary jumped up out of the table and and then you were afraid to talk to Ronnie. Yeah, I was scared, but uh, you know, Gary starts going on and on. He, he's talking about vinyl and he, he smells and he has the scotch on his breath. And you know, it was I wanted to talk to Ronnie about NASCAR, you know, I wanted to talk and there was this, this right. green smoke coming out of out of Gary's mouth. You know, right. kind of, I'm actually praying for COVID at this point because I want to. All right. Thank you, Jason. All right. Pain. I don't need you to, to, to go on and on. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, Ronnie, I apologize, but I can tell, I can tell this really got into Ronnie's skin. And I, I thought it was one of those things like, okay, it was a moment, but I found out that Jason and some other guys from the show made it out to Vegas to go see a concert. They visited Ronnie. And they told me they walked in Ronnie's house. It was like the first thing. Fucking Gary. Fucking Gary. So oh, it wasn't this the is first the thing. thing. They, that's Let what me they understand. said. Gary. So in other words, Jason and who else? Blit. I'm not Vegas. sure. I think it might have been Blit. Blit. So John Blit. Blit. John Blit, Blit and Jason went to visit Gary, uh, to visit Ronnie in Las Vegas. <laughs> and when they got there, the first things out of Ronnie's mouth is Gary, fucking Gary, this thing. Jason and John, tell me what happened. And, uh, it wasn't the first thing. Well, no, it wasn't. Come I mean, on, Jason. 
No, we're, John, we're sitting, first of all, Ronnie we were amazing there high as a fucking kite. We're high, but I said, give me the gossip. What's the gossip? I'm always asking what the gossip is, and that that was that was definitely number what one. What did gossip Ronnie say Ronnie to you was, guys, John? What did Ronnie say? What did you hear? Was he uh, upset with Gary? Yeah, he was pissed at Gary because Gary kind of cock blocked him. Gary kind of scared that dude away. Gary was like, "Hey, it's Ronnie from the the Howard Stern show. You got to talk to him." And you know, Ronnie could have handled it on his own. I think Ronnie should have just gone to talk to him. He idolizes yeah. the guy and loves him so much, you know. I'm embarrassed that Gary stood up in the restaurant and was like, hey, it's Ronnie from the it, Howard Stern show. It was I mean, like I in the restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. It was outside. Yeah. I didn't stand up. It was up. outside I just, where there was hundreds of people. People, yeah. <laughs> I went to the restaurant. That was a bit louder. It was more boisterous. Gary, let, it, it, let the way Ronnie... Ronnie's a man. He knows what he wants uh, to do. Let him do I it. Will I, not, mean, I will not get in Ronnie's business at all anymore. Ronnie clearly... Has a thing with me that um must be going on for a long time. So <laughs> no, you I got a thing with at, me. <laughs> I don't, Ronnie. I, I have to tell you, I don't. I don't know where this you is coming do. from. This is like a lot of, and it's a lot of animosity that I just don't have for you. Do okay. When did you notice this, Ronnie? How long has this been going oh. on? Oh, years ago. Years ago. Really? When a whole when the, we we used to do all the scores appearances, and I got uh -huh. you know I got tacked into it. And they, he got up. I think he got really upset when I got tacked into the appearances. Uh, See, I know where this is coming from. I know where this is coming from. Yeah. I, and because it, it, it's there's a, a, a small amount of truth. To this. I was on the wrap up show ages ago and I said, you know, it's really weird. I used to be the guy that they would call all the time. And now Ronnie's the guy. I guess that's Ronnie's gig now. But I wasn't I wasn't like angry or mad. I was just kind of like, I guess that's not my gig anymore. That's kind of interesting. But mm -hmm. Ronnie, Ronnie probably heard that. 15 years ago, in his mind, I'm holding this enormous grudge. I have to tell you, Ronnie, I'm thrilled. You're thinking, in retrospect, taking those trips to Vegas for the weekend were fucking exhausting. So I'm not oh, in any way upset. It. You loved it, man. You <laughs> loved not the, the way you do. You bullshit. Not the way you love it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, no, I I'm admit fine. it. At least I admit it, dude. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't Jason, love it as much as you did. Jason and, uh, Jason and John, how nice you went to see Ronnie. I, I, I must say, if, and to be honest with my audience, Jason and, um, and John did say Ronnie's house is beautiful in Las Vegas, but I it did is. get a report that you guys felt Ronnie's really starting to look his age. What, what about this? What? I, I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, 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 it's actually bummed me. First of all, we, we had a great time, and Ronnie hung. We were out till two in the morning, drinking, smoking, listening to music, talking. So it wasn't anything like that. But yeah, it's just like I haven't not seen him in over two years. I, I can see some physical differences. He kind of mm. had like a little old man shuffle to him, and you know, it just <sighs> dude, I'm as high as a kite. Were you shuffling, higher, Ronnie, because you were high, or were you shuffling because it's getting more difficult for you? Dude, I walk around with no problem. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> John, well, did you, you detect needle put you... in your knee? Yeah, yeah what? needles. Yeah. What needle did you have in your knee? I had it. I get this shot every year. You know about that. I go every year and get this shot in my knee for this. You know, I had this uh, bone chip oh, in my right. knee. Well, yeah, you, you know, know every year. Did, it, did it occur to you guys that maybe Ronnie had recently been pegged by his girlfriend with that dildo <laughs> in his ass? And maybe it's not that easy to walk around afterwards. Did you guys didn't ever think, think of about that? It. I didn't Ron, is that it. what no, happened? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's also I'm very relaxed here, you know? So. <laughs> right. That's true. Well, he is so relaxed. The place is great. He was a great host. Him and Stephanie are getting along great. They have a super cute dog who loves to party with weed. It was a really good time. <laughs>
Uh, can I just tell you, Ronnie's weed setup is amazing. He what has, has uh, oh, he has a cabinet you open up. And it's like being in a weed store. He's at, it's all organized in buckets with labels. This is sativa. This is indica. This is from this really? store and that store. I mean, it was Who like, this was going on. Ronnie, I didn't even know you were that into, I didn't know you were that into weed, honestly. That's well, a no, shocker. it's, all, you know, it's only like a social thing on the weekends or something. If somebody comes over, like these guys came over to visit, it's not like right. we do it all the time. And Stephanie's so it's like the one a who organizes it. You know, you have yeah. your marijuana set up and you have a bar, right? Right. Right. For socialization, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, heard, yeah, she has it all. She has all these, ca- you know, little things, containers mm-hmm. and stuff. The new nickname for Ronnie is uh, Ronnie Chong. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, Ronnie Puppet has joined us. What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah. You know, did you ever get so high from some of that cannabis shit that you actually rubbed a dog's ass all over your face? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, well. Peanut. Right. Well, okay. Look, cool. you got a dog now. Yeah. Huh. I thought I told I you. You Cute told me dog. you were never getting a dog after your last dog. Yeah, died. I know. Yeah. Well, Stephanie. Stephanie found this dog. It was a rescue uh, when she was working at the animal hospital here, and um, she went to see the dog. And next thing you know, the dog is living here. <laughs> but the dog is great. <laughs> yeah, you like the dog. <laughs> the dog. What kind of dog? No, the is dog Pina? is great. Oh, yeah. there's Peanut uh, with, uh, there's Peanut with Ronnie oh, Puppet. Look. Go ahead. Yeah. Hi, Peanut. Peanut's a Chihuahua. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he, he, had his bo- yeah. he had his balls chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has his balls chopped off. He's got a, he's got a chip in him already. He's got a, everything. He's got a Ronnie, chip. I got a chip. <laughs> will you get a. He's lucky yeah. charms out of Stephanie's cunt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ste- uh, Stephanie put a chip in you, Ronnie. Is that right? Is, no, not yet. <laughs> Yeah, so I, so I, so I don't wander. <laughs> yeah, but, so when, when I'm shuffling, I might get lost, so I don't get lost. If they find Ronnie, me baking well, in the desert, they can return me home. Will you get a uh, tattoo of this dog on your arm? I know there's a, a huge amount of dog tattoos on your body. Uh, will you get another one with the peanut? Well, I figure this dog is probably going to outlive me. So right. he better, he's going to get a tattoo of me. All right. <laughs> All right, listen, guys. I don't guys. get the tattoos until after they pass away, you know. So. Uh. Anyway, this is just a um, another thing that happened over the summer between Ronnie and Gary. Thank you guys for sharing that. I, I'm trying to review all the things we missed I'm while we were gone. I'm glad that was unearthed. I hope there's a little more air now and everybody can breathe a little better and feel comfortable with each other. You know, I love Gary dearly, but he does read the situation wrong sometimes. Like, I, yeah, like Why did there need to be an announcement? Excuse me, everybody. Ding, ding, ding on my glass. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Um, uh, Ronnie Munn from the Howard Stern Show is here. Would you like to uh, excuse me? He's a big fan of yours. Excuse me. I mean, it's like, dude, calm Jason, down. Jason, Jason. <laughs> Jason, excuse me from, from the Sunset City. You know what? I, I, I'd like to think, at least in my own mind, that if you're on the Howard Stern Show, you're a little cooler and a little more popular than whatever sunset selling sunset is. Sun, selling sunset. <laughs> and you know what? Gary doesn't need to stand up and go, uh, run it from the Howard Stern show. Like that's very just, it's gauche. It, it yeah. embarrasses me. And, uh, um, well, it's embarrassing. It should have embarrassed everybody at the table. What is this guy doing announcing Ronnie? Yeah. And I don't want Ronnie in a situation where he's being blown off by some, f- excuse me. I don't know the man, but 
some fucking real estate dude out, uh, you know, that, that happened to be on a reality show. I just don't like the whole thing. It just smells. And well, the problem is that he doesn't know what's going on, this guy. No. And all of a sudden, somebody's yelling his name at a table full of people. Well, yeah, and my problem is also it gives Ronnie ends up and Gary ends up. And in, and in a sense, because my name is being shouted out, I'm being rejected right. by some dude on a reality show. And I've spent my entire career not being rejected by anybody. I don't even do business like that. Like, I don't go out and audition. I don't go out and try to even sell myself to anybody. You know. And uh, I would just like, you know, hey, Ronnie wants to go up to the guy. It's a bad approach all the way around. Because like I said, this guy might be just trying to get out of the restaurant. Now somebody's yelling his name. You know, he doesn't know where that's coming from. And Gary's like my producer. And I'm like, ay, ay, ay. Like, have he a just produced dignity. a big mess. A big mess. <laughs> I didn't even get into that. Those guys got into it. Like, and then Ronnie's fighting with Gary over <laughs> Ronnie. Claim- Ronnie, what was this? You gave the reality show guy a fist bump, and then Gary claimed you didn't give him a fist bump, and you guys got into a fight over it. What was that? Yeah. So here's what happened. So when the guy walked out, he got ambushed by Gary. Totally yeah. ambushed. Right. All right. I go, he looked, and so the guy Jason looks at me when Gary's yelling, and I go, Mark built you a beautiful car on Gotham, blah, 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 and I put out a fist, my fist to like, just give him a little tap, and that was it. He gave me a little tap, and everybody's saying he didn't, but it was so quick, because the guy just wanted to fucking run away, you know? Right, right. That's what happened. Yeah, I I have a witness, I have a witness that'll testify in court. That he did fist bump me, uh, Gary. You are you now fighting with Ronnie over whether or not he was fist bumped? We yes. there were a bunch of us at the table that did not see the fist bump, and so because uh, I'm too not busy alone. yelling. No, no, there were there were quite a few people that said that they did not. And see I, the fist I bump. have I have somebody that will testify who was sitting right next to me, sort of whole thing. You know what, Ronnie? You, you, you need the win. If you, the, the guy fist bumped you, I totally admit it. <laughs> well, Gary, why would you fight with Ronnie about whether or not he got fist bumped anyway? Like, no, because we didn't see it. We, we but, were just but, like, but, 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 but like, let's say Ronnie says, I got fist bumped. Like, no, I would just go, hey, all good. on the air. Right. This was all in the air. Do you know what I mean? So okay. Ronnie's like, I got, the guy gave me a fist bump, and everyone goes, we didn't see a fist bump. We just, nobody not just, everyone, we didn't see it. Not everyone. So we not just thought everyone. it was funny. You, you and Rasan, that was it. You were the only two who said it. Okay. All right. I don't. I, the I'm two sorry. hosts of the fucking wrap up. Gary, you understand my point, right? I do. You understand my point. You know, I hundred percent. Snooky, Snooky, meet Howardston's no. uh, Ronnie the limo job. You know, you don't I, need to do that. You don't I, need listen, to do see it. See that? How, how I don't need to do it. And Ronnie doesn't need to listen to me. I'm sorry for all of it. Yeah, know. but you were producing me, dude. You were produ- <laughs> you were producing me. But but Ronnie, you don't need to listen to me. I'm going to do it nice and quiet. Go inside and and be very quiet. Not be yelling out in the street. But Ronnie, you he can was just standing go, yeah, by Gary, the bar by shit. himself, dude. But Ronnie, you can go. I don't give a shit what you think. I'm just going to go in, and I would have been fine. I wasn't going to tackle you. I was just giving you. There was, you know. No, I'm you sorry, Ronnie. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. I'm Ronnie. I'm sorry. It. 
The way I look at it, Gary, you you re, you got rejected by some fucking guy on a reality show. You don't say, "Hey, Brian Dunkelman, stop right there." Here's Howard Stern's little. I driver. understand how you, know you what feel. I mean. You don't want to you don't want to set yourself up for that kind of shit. You know what I, I understand. Mean? I get it. All right. You know what? Right. You know what else Gary did? I saw the Alf puppet on Hollywood and Vine, and he said, Hey, Alf puppet, Alf puppet, Ronnie the limo driver over here from the Howard Stern Show. Come on. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, a little adventures out in L.A. between Gary and Ron. Oh, my God. We, we, we had fun. I know better. He ruined the show. I did. Certainly, I changed the mood of the show, and, uh, you know, I'll have to deal with that. All right, there you go. What are you going to say? Tolly, you're on the air. This is Tolly from New Hampshire. Go ahead. Hey, Howard, listen, you got to talk to the staff. you got to do a survey and find out what the deal is here. I mean, they must all think that Gary is being incredibly passive-aggressive to Ronnie. The whole, you know, oh, I'm happy for you, I'm happy for you. He's just so full of shit. It's unbelievable. Hmm. You feel Gary I came I, off as insincere. I'm truly happy. He's Ronnie got parts and shows. Everybody and... thinks he's insincere. All, all of your listeners think he's insincere. No. a giant asshole. Tolly, I don't know that you speak for everybody, but if you think you do, then have a party. But what I'm saying is I really am. Ronnie's had some great success. He's been on shows. He seems pretty happy, and I'm happy for him. And that's not insincere. That's real. I love the guy. It's Whenever I genuinely love the guy. I've known him for exactly what, 38 years, jealous, and I love him. They say exactly that. That's exactly what they say when they're jealous, and you're jealous of Ronnie. It's obvious. Well, Tolly, right, I, I, I don't think I can change Tolly my mind. Tolly says but, you're jealous, Gary, and he must know something. And what you're yes. saying, Gary, He's talked to every listener. All yeah. the listeners feel. He says the listeners feel you're insincere, <laughs> and so it must be true. What can I tell you? Well, uh, let me go on with some of the things that... Um, Happened while we were away. A, a, a big event that happened, Robin, is um, Alex Jones. Oh, who, yeah. Uh, yeah. He had a court appearance, and it was a disaster. And the outcome was he was ordered to pay $45 million to the families of Sandy Hook. And his lawyer, on top of that, accidentally sent a copy of his cell phone contents to the opposing lawyers. Yeah. And now... His phone's been turned over to the January 6th committee. And and even more embarrassing, and I swear to you, I don't understand this. This is uh, it's very strange. Among the materials on Alex Jones's phone was nude pictures, a nude picture of his wife that was allegedly sent to Roger Stone. And Alex has, in fact, admitted that the picture exists. This is uh, what he said on his own show. There was a photo I sent my wife of her naked. Okay, they got that. So, oh, my wife looks pretty good. Go ahead. I mean, the point is, is that there's one naked picture of my wife in there. So, that's what they've got. And it's just no dick pics, no nothing. So, 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 so I mean, I'm a hardworking guy, guys. I'm not like running around party time here. What is that? What is that where, explanation? <laughs> why would he send that to Roger Stone? I mean, what uh, what's going on there? He wants validation from Roger Stone to show his hot wife. I guess I he's trying to impress Roger Stone. Here, look, dude, look who I sleep with. Yeah, I you don't know. If talk Alex... to me and pay me attention. 
don't know if Alex is listening, but send me some pictures. I'd like to see your wife. Uh, Alex lost his uh, defamation trial. I watched some of it. During the trial, he finally admitted that Sandy Hook was 100% real. See? He did admit it. But how do you... Um, is he saying he just figured it out? I don't know. I, I guess, you know, you know, but th- what shows you is that he does know the difference. But my point is, he said horrible things about people who lost their children. And now yes. he's willing to say that it really happened. Like it's, you know, but there's no contrition. It's like he didn't apologize to the families. I made a terrible I don't mistake. Know. I don't I don't understand what's going on here. Well, a second defamation trial is scheduled to begin in September in Connecticut, which involves nine victims' families. They're not done with it. And uh, I didn't at also one point, understand how he has forty-five million dollars. <laughs> I don't know that he does. At one point, the judge had to admonish him for what appeared to be chewing gum. That he, he was he was eating chewing gum on the stand. The, the judge thought. And we got set the entire apartment. Spit your gum out, Mr. Jones. It's not gum. What is it? Because you're not allowed food or gum of any kind in the program. I, I, I had my tooth pulled uh, a week and a half ago, and it is, I, have, I had some gauze in there earlier, and it's, it's been causing me to have some pain. So you're chewing on your gauze? Would you like me to show you? No, I right just here? want you to answer my question. No, I, I was massaging the hole in my mouth with my tongue. I'm fair, right here. I don't want to see right. the inside of your mouth. Oh, no, there's no gum. Hole. Sit down. Even during even during the trial, he did kind of a commercial for his vitamins on the stand, which uh, was interesting, too. Do you sell vitamins? Yes. Are your vitamins FDA certified? No, they're not. Why not? 1996 law, the FDA has no jurisdiction over any nutraceuticals, not the ones at Whole Foods, not the ones at GNC, and not ours. And ours are private labeled top brands that are sold at Whole Foods G. In C. We have it made by the top lab recognized in the United States. All we do is put our label on it so we know it's triple tested, the highest quality, and that's why people love it because it is the best out there. And I'll give it to Whole Foods and I'll give it to GNC and others. They've got the same stuff. There's all sorts of crap you can buy at a gas station out there. That's not what ours is. I mean, we buy our PQQ and, and CoQ10 from the Japanese. I mean, it's the best. Costs five times what synthetic PQQ and CoQ10 cost. Wow! Right on the stand, he did a commercial, which is kind of a a man cool. is always <laughs> closing, right? <laughs> always closing the deal. It says here, Alex Jones and Free Speech Systems. I guess that's the parent company of Infowars. Are mm. worth 135 million to 270 million. So. Yeah, that's um, what um, I was reading about the the finances. He's claiming that it's not that much because he doesn't want people to get all his money. But my point is, when people used to do those shows when we were growing up, they couldn't make money. Now you can become a multimillionaire talking crap. Oh, uh, Alex is now selling an exciting new product called InstaHard. Let me hear this. You see this bottle? This is the number one natural male enhancement pill in the United States. It's extra hard. You can get special deals on it right now at theironpatriot.com. 
Take your performance to the next level with Instahart hmm. at theironpatriot.com. Good name. I got to say, some of these boner pills and stuff, they're like, you know, like when you hear Cialis or this, it doesn't really it doesn't tell you a, what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Insta hard. Okay. I know what I got to do. I want to be hard. <laughs> I want to be huge, hard instantly. <laughs> whole huge industry around getting your penis hard. Look, you know? there's a big problem apparently in this country. I'll tell you what. Like, I've never had a problem getting hard, but there was a point where I was taking some medication that I was put on uh-huh. temporarily and I woke up I woke up after a couple of days of taking it and I was like I'm not getting any morning wood anymore and I fucking panicked I'm like man what is this and then I uh I called my doctor and he said oh yeah 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 one of the side effects is like you know it can numb you out a little bit and but i said i'm off i'm off this shit i'm gonna die like they say that like it's no big deal (laughs) it's a big deal i gotta say so you know i get it with the uh insta hard follow the links below well the sad thing is you know like 35 year old men are having that problem because a lot of 35 year old men are already starting to take medication hmm it's terrible. No, no, man. I, I, I tell you, I got shook. I was like, "Wow, this is fucked up." I don't have morning wood, and when it dawned when, on me, I panicked. Yeah, when Pfizer came out with Viagra, that yeah. company was on fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> oh, here's Alex Jones. Everyone, to answer some of the questions that we might have, Alex, uh, uh, go ahead. You want to talk about the Sandy Hook trial, I guess, and some other things too. So uh, the microphone is yours. Go ahead. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Howard, like you just said, we have passed through the depths of hell. Infowars has come out stronger than ever. I tell you what, because we love God here, because I'm a man who loves God and loves the truth, and I'm not a godless, bloodthirsty, evil person who supports kangaroo courts, you don't understand. The fight is not over. They are beta testing. What they did to me, they will do to everyone. There will be power outages, cyber attacks, mass starvation, total collapse. The war is not over. You need to support us. You need to give us money. We're losing money. We need to money. I, 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 I want to ask you something right now. Instahard, do you actually do you take Instahard yourself to to give you a hard dick? Now look, it's not a thing of oh I can't get a boner or something like that. This is a high selling product. It promotes procreation. It's great for your prostate health. I take about eight or nine Instahards a day, which is one of the lighter doses. <laughs> and you want to have the hardest, excuse my language, but reddest direction possible because the redder the better when you're having sex. You're supposed to come 27 times a day. This is what doctors are saying. If you listen to doctors on your show and what they yeah. say, you would understand that you need. Oh, hold are on. You, are you are you are you chewing are you chewing gum during my broadcast? You know, there's a rule: no gum chewing uh, during the broadcast. Please. This is another thing that you talk about. These kangaroo court, the demon judge. Oh, you're chewing gum. You're chewing gum. I'll be honest with you. With you, I'll be honest here. I did have the gum under my mouth, and she didn't see because they're fucking stupid. I'm sorry to curse, <laughs> but these judges are pretty fucking stupid. You want to know what I'm going to do with the next trial, too? I'm going right. to chew potato chips. While Here, I'll, I'll show you what I'm going to do. Ask me a question. You be the judge, right. and I'll, I'll be chewing are, are, are you Are you aware that their people died at Sandy Hook? I'm and not chewing just... chips! You can look at my mouth! Look at my mouth! <laughs> I'm not chewing chips, you damn son of a bitch! All right, listen. Um, by the way, I was reading they turned your phone over to the January 6th committee, and I'm wondering if you're worried about anything that might be on there. I I, I think you could get in big trouble. 
There's nothing on there. There's no dick pics on there. There's nothing. Listen, these chicken neck <laughs> perverts go, oh, I want to see Joan's phone. I want to see that big insta hard dick. You ain't going to find any dick pics. They got all the time in the world to go through my phone with the IMF and the World Bank's looking at my phone. Why don't you look at Hillary's emails? Why don't you look in there? Stop all looking right, at well. this. And if they put anything in there, it's planted. All right, it's well, planted. Then, all right. Why yeah, anything- did you send the picture of your wife to a guy, you know, another guy? What, what was that all about? I did. Do you want to see it? It's really good. Here, I'll send it. Let me see it. Check it out. Oh, he Check sends it, it to everyone. Oh, hold on. Wait. Wait, that was a dick pic. Don't open that oh. one. Here, open it. All right, come on. Anything else you want to say? Because I want to move on. I've got a lot of things to cover. What do you want to say? Listen, i got a lot of things to cover here, too. you got to buy the InstaHard. you got to get the products. For the female info warriors out there, you need the new InstaWet supplements half off through the weekend. Infowars.com. These globalists want to dry you up. That's what they want to strengthen their breeding programs. The InstaWet is going to get you soaping, socking wet. It's filled with rat poison and tar. Oh, oh, calm down, baby. It's the safest, highest quality women's supplement out there. Get InstaWet. Go to Infowars.com. Support right. the war. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. All right. Thank, thank you, Alex. Uh, thank you for explaining everything. I'm glad to uh, hear from you. Alex Jones. Listen, I got to get going. I have to have a private conversation right now off air. I got to turn my mic off and talk to my producers off air. Infowars.com. I'm doing Ant-Man this week. I'm so red from the Insta Wars. They to play a red ant, so... I think we overheard a conversation where Alex is going to be starring as Ant-Man. Hot mic, yeah. One oh of those hot God. mic conversations. I love this song. I, I love it. I think I like um, when uh, Sia sings it better than Rihanna. Or Robin sings it. I like the covers better. <laughs> Sing it, honey. I, I, I love it. I too, I. Yes. So alive. Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Beautiful, beautiful singing. Would you guys turn off the music so Rama can sing a cappella? Thank you. And she's trying to sing in your night. You and I. Yes. We're beautiful yes. like diamonds in the sky. I do I so alive. Okay, okay. We're beautiful like diamonds in the sky. Impossible to stop her once she starts. Yes, yes. Bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. All right. Um, okay. That's Shine it. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Sia wrote that song in 14 minutes at Rihanna's studio. Went in and wrote it. And it's a brilliant song. At Rihanna's and studio. At Rihanna's studio. I guess she needed a song. And uh, Sia goes in. Okay, here's one. I'll whip one out for you. That's amazing. And Rihanna, 
Rihanna loved the demo so much she copied Sia's exact inflections and everything. I mean, it, yeah. if you ever hear the uh, Sia version, it, it it was literally the same thing. But uh, that was, uh, yeah, that, that, that's a great song. Uh, 14 minutes sitting right there on demand. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, people say, well, hey, you wrote a song in 14 minutes. But, but you know. It's really not 14 minutes. It's all the years of your experiences and studying music and being in the music industry that allows you to write a song in 14 minutes. You know what I mean? But even when I'm talking about the on-demand part, do it right Right. now. That's crazy. Hurry up and do it. (laughs) Get it done right now. I tell you, it is, it's amazing. I'm, 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 uh, excuse me for one minute. Oh, William Shatner. Hi. How are you? Oh. Find light in the beautiful <laughs> sea. Right. I choose to be happy. You and I, you and I, we're like diamonds in the sky. Right. You're a shooting star, I see. <gasps> a vision of ecstasy. You know, Mr. When Shatner. you... What did I tell you about interrupting Howard? I'm sorry, <laughs> but Mr. Shatner, when you... Uh, you know what it made me think of? When you did Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and now here's another Diamond song, and you kind of... I can hear... I'm some... very big on shiny gems, Howard. I right. love shiny objects and singing about diamonds is just the thing I love to do. In fact, I can sing any song. Diamonds, pennies, all of that. Well, hey, by the way, I also, I'm glad you stopped by. I want to thank you for making a prank call for us. Uh, William Shatner, the great captain from the Star Trek, made a phony phone call for us so that when we came back from the summer that we'd have a phony phone call for you. you. So many people love the phony phone calls on the show. I took it very seriously, by the way. I, I don't think anything was phony about it. A few months ago, our own Richard Christie called into a religious show that prayed in tongues. Remember the women who were yeah. on there? Anyway, uh, Richard, if, I'll just refresh your memory real quick. He claimed to be a record producer trying to sign the host to a record deal. Here's a little clip so you remember it. And then I'll play you Mr. Shatner. I've already hired famous producer Abraham Rubin to put some of your prayers to music. Would you like to hear? Yes. Amen. Ooh, that was good. I would like something mix classical with it. Well, it's funny you say that because I've already hired producer Moses Ronson to create this Praying in Tongues classical version. Oh, that's good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, thank you. Amen. Ah, my God, you just made a deal with the devil. Heavy metal. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Well, that was you know those ladies cursed Richard to hell, but it was worth it, wasn't it, Mister Shatter? It was really a wonderful absolutely. Call. And as soon as I heard that, I said that I got to be a part of that. Um, right? How can I do this, Richard? Bring me in. Well, bring you in. He did the show uh, was pranked again by Mister Shatner, and um, he made those these very girls, same ladies. Oh my! Very same ladies, and they fell for it once again because Mister Shatner is <laughs> such a good actor. Here he is. <laughs> yes, Mister Shatner. Yes, yes. Uh, here he is uh, having some fun with the ladies on that show. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. All the lines are open. You want to share something? Your line is open. Hi, ladies. My name is Bill. Hi, Bill. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, could I offer a little constructive criticism from an expert who's been in the entertainment business for over 60 years? Okay. Thank you, Bill, for calling in. Lines are open, so could I please hear one of you ladies pray in tongues? Go ahead. <clears throat> you, Taladidi, oh, I'm a big fan of you. Amen. Praise God. But you need to slow down a little. It will add emphasis like this. Okay. Yalaladidi. Ta la la day 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 da de. Hallelujah. Good interpretation. Well, thank you. I've been doing this for a while. Uh, so uh, let me just get down to business. Have you ladies thought about putting a band together and hitting the road? Um, I haven't thought about that at this point. Well, I have. Okay. And I took the liberty of recording a demo. Amen. Would you like to hear? Okay. We'll, we'll give you a few moments for that, Bill. What you got?
that show not more popular? I don't understand. The, How is they're Alex almost as kooky as George Takei? Nobody's nobody's nuttier than him. How do they have well, less money than Alex Jones? I mean, they're so good. Uh, Satan has a lot of time on his hands, I'll tell you that. You know, it's crazy. When the ladies thought you were Satan, they defeated you. It was like the end of Ghostbusters. They they really put up a fight, and they won. They defeated Satan. Wasn't that something? Well, it was one of my greatest roles, you know. I'm hoping that someday I'll do a phony phone call from outer space. Right. And by the way, the devil needs to call those people once a week. Uh, the way you trick them is unbelievable. Well, thank I, you. I have been happy anywhere, to reprise. Do they have anywhere else in their lives where, you know, something's going wrong and they start doing that stuff and it's immediately defeated? Uh, yeah, but no, it, it only works with Mr. Shatner when you say <laughs> Satan. Yes, I'm, I'm the ultimate villain and hero. <laughs> The lady said, hi, 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 defeated you, right? I like how much, no, I, you know, the devil always comes back. The devil's always coming back. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Shatner. Thanks for doing that for us. And and thank you for the beautiful version of Sia's song, Yeah, Shine Bright Like a Diamond. Yeah. Maybe I'll get an Oscar for my performance, you know. Well, let's hope. You deserve it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Why don't they put that speaking in tongues in horror films? You know, like you got a haunted house. <laughs> These women come over. You got good <laughs> ideas, Robin, but you give them away for free. Don't uh, say that stuff on the air. That, oh, now we can't goodness. use it. Um, I received and, uh, from the fans many very beautiful. Um, uh, there was an outpouring of condolences about my father. Howard, thank you for sharing your father's last moments with us. Hospice care is so important. And I'm happy to hear you speak about it. Yes. Um, wow. Hospice workers are fantastic. Uh, that is the truth. Howard, it brought me back to the last days with my father, and I shed a tear. Thank you. Your dad was the best. Uh, rest in peace, Ben Stern. Goes another one here. He raised a great son. Well, all right. Howard managed to inject humor with the clarinet story while speaking clearly of his father. I'm so happy you guys are back. Yeah, I heard from uh, Jimmy Kimmel. He was very pleased to hear about my father on the radio, and he complimented me for weaving in um, stories about my masturbation with my eulogy with my father. <laughs> he felt that was a really nice touch. Um, did he cry? That's the question. I think he did. I think he did. Cry. I think he crashed his car, but he's okay. <laughs> uh, so sorry to hear about you, Dad. I was supposed to be in work by 8 a.m., but I couldn't leave my car. Your tribute to him was fascinating. You did good by your dad today. Thank you. Ben was a mensch. A little Italian there. Ben was a mensch, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Let's all take a moment to shut up and sit down. What an... <laughs> By the way, my father contacted me from heaven, and he said, um, he, he sent me an email, and he said, you're still a moron, and uh, <laughs> I was happy to see. Did your um, mom say anything about your dad when you were talking uh, to her? I said, Mom, I spoke about Dad on the show. Oh. Well, your sister was here today, and she told me you were talking about Dad. But, of course, I don't know what you said. I said, well, I said, uh, well, you know, I kind of, I said, oh, I just talked about how great Dad was and how 
kind and loving and, you know, I, I didn't go into all of it, <laughs> you know, I just like to keep her calm. Yes. Yeah. She seemed confused about what I do for a living. Maybe my mom is confused. I don't know. Cause she was like that, um, radio station. You- oh no, I, I know what it was. I said to her, I talked on the air about how dad loved the union, the international brotherhood of electrical workers that, he was a 75-year member, and I found certificates in his things, and that he was proud of it. He held on to them. Oh, yes, your father loved the union. Why? So why did he love it so much? Because he needed work. When he wanted to be a radio engineer, he went every day to the union office waiting to see if there was a listing for a job. And they found him a job. That's when he went to Kingston, and he was working as a radio engineer. So he felt very good about the union. I said, oh, okay, that's uh, good. I didn't know that. That's right. And I and I, I and she said, "Your your radio, your, where you work. What is the name of it?" I said, uh, "Sirius XM." And what what uh, where do they where is their radio station? Where is it from? I go, mom. It's it's. What do you mean? Where is it from? It's a. It, I'm not on radio. I'm on satellite. But where is it from? Where's the radio station? I said, it's, it's not, I, so I said, I, New York, it's in New York. What am I, I, you, know, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, what am well, I, I'm You just better answer as simply as you can. So the radio station is on, in, in, in the city or on Long Island? I, I, it's in the, maybe, now I realize, maybe she was confused because I've been working out of my working house. Up, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, so she can't quite figure it out. You know, that's yeah, what it must you're be. Because you staying on Long Island, you, it must be there. Yeah, because I was like, Mom, but I'm on satellite radio, so it's not it's not a New York station. It's heard all over the country. It can be heard all over the country and in Canada. Ah, uh, but where is it from? Where does <laughs> it? I don't know. She's like, where is it from? Because there was so always I, a station in you know the yeah. radio world. Yeah. I don't you know. You had to broadcast from somewhere. You couldn't broadcast from home. Howard, I'm crying listening to Howard, to your father singing, You'll Never Walk Alone. May his memory be a blessing. Yeah. I got a If you love my father singing, uh, I could uh, give you a couple of greatest hits. This is Old Man River. I actually played this too when I was doing his eulogy. It wasn't Did really you? a eulogy. I just stood around his grave and told stories about him, and my kids and my nieces enjoyed that. My sister enjoyed it. Everyone liked my stories about my dad, and, you know. And I spoke about how I wish in life I could have been closer to my father and known him even better because I admired so many things about him. You know, I did a whole... Yeah. You know, everyone seemed to like it. And then, of course, I took out my iPhone and I played stuff like this. Something 
I don't know why my father loved this song so much. Wasn't this like from a play? Was it Porgy and Bess? <laughs> it was a slave song. I, I mean, he I remember. Great slave. Was it from Porgy? Was it from Porgy and Bess or? It was uh, from, I'm not sure it's Porgy and Bess. I'm not exactly sure where that comes from. It's yeah, from Showboat, just, Howard. Oh, Showboat. Showboat. Yeah. Okay. I remember it was like a black guy singing on stage. And it would be like he was basically saying, shit, I'm sick of the fucking situation here. Like, I'm just not getting Old anywhere. Man River, I'm stuck on this river and I'm still yeah. rolling. <laughs> I don't know. My dad, and then, like my, my dad would be like, we sweats and see if I think my dad yeah. was being a black guy. He was he doing, was a, doing uh, a blackface, but only in sound. In <laughs> but he was in whiteface. I do want to <laughs> say that. <laughs> he was uh, affecting an accent, though. And I'm sure black people hate that because it's like, like you know, it's like that old fashioned We sweats and saves and we're not in jail. You know what I mean? Why should people hate it, though? There was a time that that was what people sounded like and what was going on. I don't know. I just know I need to cancel my dad with that song. <laughs> Here's my dad in, uh, in the recording studio being very sweet, actually. Now, Howard... This little song is for you. The bear went over the mountain. Oh, oh you guys fucked with this, this thing. One. <laughs> this is, but the, the guys made it EDM. I know. There, there was. Uh, he was singing to you, though. Yeah. Now, Howard, this little song is for you. The bear went over the mountain. The bear went over the mountain. Mountain, mountain. To see what he could see. And what do you think he saw? And what do you think he saw? He saw the other mountain. He saw the other mountain. He saw the other mountain. And what do you think he did? He climbed. Very nice. Um, there were a lot of whack pack reaction to um, my father's death. High pitch Eric left me a whole message. I got to admit, I was listening to it last night, and I was like. After a while, I zoned out. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, High Pitch Eric. It's, if it gets boring, I'll just turn it off, but here it is. Rest in peace, Ben Stern. Ben Stern is always your dad, and he'll always look down on you. And Well, I agree with that. Well, he always <laughs> yeah, will look down no, on me. No truer statement has ever been said. Right. <laughs> the reason how it got to where he is... It's because of Ben Stern. And rest in peace, Ben Stern. And now Howard's mother, you know, she has to be alert now with knowing that Ben is not around. And Howard, Howard has to take care of his mom now. You know, not to feed him McDonald's anymore. That's not healthy. Uh, the regular diet. See what I mean? Like salads, fruits. What is he carrying on I made about? a water, watermelon cucumber salad. It was really good with like two tablespoons of oil and a drizzle of honey and feathered cheese. No more McDonald's, no more shakes. Because those shakes and apple pies and burgers, 
They're really bad for you. I don't know what he's talking about. I think I guess, he's on a diet. He was just saying he uh, had that salad, and this is what you should be making for your mother, not more McDonald's. Listen, at this point, my mother doesn't eat high pitch, and uh, <laughs> anything she eats is a good thing. A maniac. She's not eating McDonald's, trust me. What's the matter with him? What kind of condolence uh, message is that? I mean, my goodness. Everything is about him. You can't hey, let me digress stay for a off second. the subject of him for very long. Speaking of weight loss, and, I'm, uh, and I want to play the rest of the WAC Pack uh, condolence messages, but I do want to mention that a couple of staffers told me they saw Benji over the summer, and Benji's lost an incredible amount of weight to the point that some people said that he's too skinny now. Oh, he's gotten to the too skinny point, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's when you know you really lost some weight. Like someone Let's said it was... see Benji. Is Benji around? But some of the ladies, yeah, let's have the unveiling. Here he is. Here's skinny Benji, evidently uh, feeling good about himself. And let's see. Oh, look at that. Wow. Yeah. Stand up. Let me see your, let me see the bulge I in your pants. Let me, oh, I see. <laughs> Come on. Stand up. Move back. Oh, move yes, back so I can up. see it. Wow. Stand, you move back. Have a I want waist. To, wow. You are thin. My goodness. Well, look how did you, you do it? I, I mean, what do you weigh and what was your, Formal, uh, former weight. Go ahead. Give us a little rundown. The highest you've ever seen me was about 270. Okay. But I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, the same or a couple pounds more than I was before the summer. I, but I have started exercising. So that might have, what do you weigh now? The difference. Huh. Um, somewhere between 167 and 170. So you lost a hundred wow. pounds. Jesus. Over my life. Yeah. You know, I got to say, you're Al Roker thin, you know, where almost the weight loss doesn't look right on you. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's almost I think he's, he's doing narrow, better than Al Roker. Yeah. Come on, nah. stop. No, it. he is. Yeah. Al Roker, you look at him and you go, Jesus Christ. What? I'm What's sorry. Wrong I, didn't, with Al? I, I didn't know you were sick. You know, no, you look good. Now, uh, what is going on? What did you do? You finally realized, even if you're eating healthy, you got to limit your portion, right? Yeah, I mean, counting calories help, helps me a lot because if I don't count calories, if I get ambiguous, I, I just say fuck it and I start to binge. I see. And, and, and what are you kind eating? of exercise are you doing? I've actually, uh, I've started just doing, I've never liked treadmill, but I, so I didn't like running. I started walking on a treadmill, but very fast. How many miles a day do you walk? Would you say on average? Uh, I, I don't, I do it by time. So I do at least like every two, two, I do two days on, one day off. So it's okay. like 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's on the exercise. Uh, you just walk for 45 minutes for uh, two days on to, I'm going to day off. That's it. Or do you do anything else? Well, every day, I, I mean, for like a sweaty exercise, every day I walk my dog, like, like I walk chicken, like on a, yeah, but you're not doing, you're not doing any, um, you're not going doing no weights or anything or like anything. that. At, I'm only at the end of the cardio. I do, uh, like one or two sets of weights. One or, one or are, two. Are you, like, do, like would you admit that eating three meals a day rather than snacking is better? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. If you, if, if I'm telling you, not really. I wouldn't really admit that, but I, it's for me. It's it's the being specific about calories. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you what you you obviously don't need my advice. You're doing just fine. I don't want to see you gain it back. Are you afraid that you're going to gain it back? 
I could easily, I could see how easily one could do that. If, cause I, I do have bad days sometimes where I just, I, I've never eaten out of hunger. I just, I have a bad day and I stuff and I see too many bad days can add up and it can happen. Do you have but hanging, I, 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 do you, excuse me, do you have hanging skin? <laughs> do you have hanging yeah, skin? You do. Let me yeah, see. Lift up your yeah. shirt. Let me see it. No. Oh, <laughs> I showed it. I showed it to my friend who's, uh, cause I was like, do I still need to lose more weight? He's a, he's a doctor. And I lifted my shirt and he looked like he was going to vomit. Oh, right. And I, right. I was like, what kind of doctor? I was like, I hope, I hope you're, I hope you're more diplomatic with your patients. <laughs> the, you know who your doctor might be? Your doctor might be the same guy when my mother, um, uh, gave birth to me. I don't know if he's still practicing, but the guy said that I was happy like a mongoloid. That was his quote oh, yeah. to my mother. So there you go. Um, it sounds similar. No, what I'm saying is, do you have big saggy titties and belly fat? That just sag? I have sag and some wrinkles, but I, I'm hoping titties. it might go away eventually. It might not. Sure. I don't know. But sure. no, my, okay. my tits are, are, I still have nice, titties. nice tits. Chest. All right. And, and, and the big question I guess most people would want me to ask you is, are you getting laid now? I mean, what is going on with the women? Cause I know a lot of times you would go on these dating apps and, or, or try to fulfill women's rape fantasies and show up at their house. And a lot of times they'd reject you. <laughs> get kicked, kicked out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, 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 they would say, I know I told you to come over here and rape me, but my God, uh, I don't want this you to not, rape me. Not the rape I had in mind. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You were not too, guy. What, is, what is their concept of rape? Benji's perfect. Right. Have you, they want yeah, to be raped by someone they want to be raped by. Uh, right. Have, in other words, are you getting luckier or are you embarrassed now because you have the hanging skin? What, where are you at with all this? I, I'm definitely feeling better. I I bought some new clothes. Um, and uh, yeah. That's all like I, I yeah, that's all going better. It's you have had a couple of successful dates. Yes. You're fucking did you fuck since you got lost all this weight? I uh I don't want to go too into specifics, but I've been dating mm. someone. Real oh, oh you're, you're dating like, someone serious with someone. I, I we'll we'll see. Someone yeah. What? Okay. You're dating well, he doesn't someone. want to put a name on it. He just, there's someone he You want to know something, Robin? What? This character should put a name on it quickly before she gets away. <laughs> Trust me. He should be like J-Lo and wrap it all up. <laughs> Benji was telling me a story. He once worked for an escort service and he never received a call. And that's not a joke. Wait, right, Benji? He worked for an escort service as yeah. the phone person? Or no, he, he was, was, he was an escort. Person. No one called him. He never got one call. They, they hired me. It might, they might have just been being friendly to hire me and maybe they felt bad when I showed up and they hired me, but they, they never, they never got in touch. They took my photo and they said they, uh -huh. like, you know, women would decide whether to pick me out or not. And, and I never got a call. Have you, updated, might... have you updated your photo on these dating apps? Have you, did you get, make a more attractive picture? Not, no, because, and I'm not really doing the, the apps. I mean, I might, my profile might still be up, but I'm not really currently right, doing good. them. All right. And, and I was By the way, I will so. say this, that John Blit believes Benji has been wearing the same shirt since Friday. I just thought I'd uh, <laughs> throw that in. This shirt or that he's do wearing. Do you have five or six of those shirts? <laughs> uh, in other words, today is Wednesday. So that would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six days ago. So uh, there you go. All right. Former escort. 
uh, it turns out they escorted him right out of the building when he was an <laughs> escort, Benji, who now is still waiting for business. Available for rape fantasies. Right. And hey, other things. Still available. Oh, still available, but he's in a relationship. Uh, we call him now Benji Clooney because of his new good looks and thin body. Former fatso. And now evidently in something that might be developing into a romantic relationship. How many? Let's keep our fingers crossed. How long is it? I'll, I'll, I'll indulge in a few more Benjiisms, but how, how long is this relationship or whatever you want to call it been going on? We first met uh, right before the, like, the first date was, like, before summer, before the summer break. Before the summer. And have you been exclusive, yeah. the two of you, with each other? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and you're excited about the potential of this relationship? Yeah, but I'm also, um, I, I, I've been going through such a hard time mentally that I, I, I want to take it. But you that's know, your whole it. life. You have been mental. So what's uh, maybe, why, but I've been yeah. recognizing it, uh, in the last several months. I, I went, I went through an extreme depression over the last, that's getting better. Luckily, that's part of the reason I started doing exercise. Uh, I threw everything natural at depression that I could hmm. like vitamin. Cause I, they, they, every friend of me, mine was yelling like you got to take antidepressants. You got to take antidepressants. Because I would just cry all the time, and uh, that's gotten better. So I'm hoping oh, my everything goodness. will keep getting better. How's therapy? Have you found a new therapist? They keep dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been... These therapists keep dropping <laughs> Benji. I mean, it, it's terrible. You can't get one to stick with them. Uh, um, but you you found the therapist now, and you're 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 in therapy. Yeah, I haven't told. Yeah, I haven't gotten a crush on him, so uh, he's he's stuck with Good. Me. A man, which is what I recommended to you. Um, well, you what are you crying about, by the way? What were you crying? Was there anything specific you were crying about, or was it just a general depression? There were specific things, but it was just, you know, I, I mentioned it before, like, people call it exis existential. Mm. You know, just, just the, what's the point of life, and the, the, with death coming, and like, just, it's so <gasps> scary. And, it, and well, then I start I getting anxiety you. about everything. The, the best thing you could do is I know move what you're to say it's coming. No, no, move to Ukraine but, right now and see what real bad shit's going down there. I you'll be think fine. I, I, no, no, no. I do try. It's funny. I try to think about stuff like that. Like I try to go look for a disabled person and say I feel better about myself. Exactly. Oh, do you right. have suicide? That's what do you the have, disabled are doing for you? Well, <laughs> do you do you have? Uh, you know, all I know is the disabled people. Are like, oh god, I go to look at. This is weird. I go to look at Benji to feel better. About no, I, myself, I always right? wonder. Like, is there someone that right. I'm, I'm? I'm sure I'm people's. I'm sure I'm yours sometimes. You're like, well, shit, my life. Do you have you. suicidal thoughts? Which is no joke. Luckily, no, I've never. Good. Right. I've never. Ha I've under. I understand why people do, but I've never had that. Finally, Benji, because this is an in-depth interview, something you fantasize about. I'm trying to make you feel better about yourself. Are you in love? Is that that's the key question? Are you in love? I, I don't want to get into specifics about that yet. Like I, okay. I, I, I'm someone I'm developing with. So when you're developing with, I see. Like yeah. a sore well, or like something else? <laughs> like a sore? Yeah, you can develop a sore. You can develop, All right. you know. Ben, what Benji, I think, is wonderful. saying, Robin, what I think Benji's trying to say is something is happening in this relationship. He's uh -huh. not sure if he wants to identify it as love. But, All uh, right. but you know, there's definitely those like, fun, very fond feelings, and, but neither oh, of us right. have said that yet, as far as I know. All right. 
Uh, is this woman around your age, or did you find yourself a much older woman or a younger woman? What did you find? That's one thing that sucks about getting older. Like, like mm-hmm. older the older woman thing used to be so hot, like this older woman fantasy. But now, like, <laughs> like older women are like in their hundreds now. So, uh, <laughs> no, she's <laughs> she's um, around your age. She's or? no, she's she's significantly younger. And and I thought of that stuff that like. Uh, that Ronnie's thought of, and it's like I've never, I never even understood why Ronnie thought that way. But yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it is scary. You're saying you understand how Ronnie younger. thinks? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, good well, for you. About being, no one else has no, been no, able to crack that about, code. He's talked about like. Uh, no, I know, I know, I know exactly, about, yeah. exactly. I know you don't but have to explain. Benji has said he wants to be a dad, right? So you have to pursue yeah. a younger woman. Exactly. I mean, that's, I, I would be happy, like, age has never been a thing bullshit. for me. Bullshit. Calling like, bullshit. I'd be happy to date a woman. Um, calling, sorry. <laughs> no, um, I'm saying, but. Bullshit. All right. Uh, is All uh, right. she a fan so of the show, or were you able to meet someone who was not a fan of the show? Uh, she, I don't, I don't know if she's, she's, uh, I don't think she actively listens to the show right now. She knew who you were yeah, when you was excited. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I she see. was like, she was like excited that I work on the show. Okay, and when I would good. cry about my life, she would say, yeah, but you must be something like. All right. Well, I've had enough of Benji and his story. I mean, A I'm excited. Look into Benji today. A good look into Benji. We, we heard some new Benji information. Let me uh, sum it up. Benji is now thin. Benji's in a relationship. I assume Benji has taken his shirt off for the new girlfriend. Hey. Um, no, because I've always no? said when you take your shirt off that when I take a shirt off in a relationship, that's my passive aggressive way of like uh, trying to break and up. You're saying with your new weight loss and hanging skin, you've been ashamed to take off your shirt and you leave your shirt on in the bedroom. Yes, I, I've wow. accidentally like walked out of the shower with it. And she's like, she's actually very sweet about it. And like, uh. Uh, you know, no, you look good. You look, look, look hot and, you know, things like that. Mm. But, uh, right, that's nice. yeah, I try to keep the shirt on. Has she seen you without your hat on? I know you're self-conscious about your, your hairline. Uh, I notice you always wear a hat. Has she seen you without your hat? Yeah. I'm like, on the first date or two, I, cause I wanted to just like, you know, reveal everything. And I, I took my hat off and, uh, she said, you should put it back on. And, uh, right. All right. She's an honest woman. But then, but then as we, as we started dating, now she's like, she likes it. And she even likes it. She, she's, she tries to get me to have the hat off and she's encouraged me to shave it bald though, which I, I did for a little bit, but I just, I agree. I I don't like that. I got to tell you, yeah. now that he's thin, he has a nice looking face. Even my wife says, Benji's a good looking guy. It no has question. a good shape. Yeah. She, uh, but he got too heavy. Now he's thin. He got that little beard thing going. You don't need the fucking hat. Just be bald, shave your yeah. head. And I'm telling you, you will look good. All right. And, and you know and what at least I'm thinking she, of? Benji yeah. in bed, you know, with his girlfriend. <laughs> You know, he's got a hat. He's wearing a do you shirt. wear the hat? I, I don't want to joke, Benji. Do you do you ever wear the hat in bed because you feel more confident? No, I've actually. I even sometimes go outside. I I have been like I do my therapy without the hat now. Nice. Which it sounds silly, but that's like a bit. You know, I I get upset at it when I see it and stuff. And I I 
I go outside now more without the hat, but I definitely like the way I look better with it. So in bed, I I don't I generally have had it off. Nice. Okay. Good now. for you. Good for now. you. You know who you remind Maybe me of? Like- John Travolta. John Travolta. He uh he he took off his toupee and he looks terrific. Did did you throw okay. away your fat clothes? Or are you holding on to them just in case? That's a key question. I'm, I'm so bad at throwing stuff out. And like, I just, uh, n- n- s- some of them, but uh, there's some, Throw like, it out. there's a pair of shorts that, yeah, I know that's a good psychological thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely throw yeah. them out. That would be my advice. And that would, that's another commitment to your new weight loss. Look at Benji, Robin. See how everyone's pulling it together. Everyone is yeah. rejoicing. I'm right. really impressed because Benji you, has ben. gone through a lot. Right. And Benji's it was all having, showing on the outside. Robin, let's review. Benji's having sex. He feels uh, less depressed, I guess. I think he, you could uh, actually say he might be experiencing happiness every once in a while. Maybe he's experienced. I don't want to get deeper into Benji. I don't want to ask him if he's feeling happier. I just make your own, you know, Benji, if I ask you, can you answer yes or no? Are you feeling happier? No long explanation. You usually not. not. Just yes. I would no. usually. So it's no. It's no. Okay. No, but the, Howard, that's bullshit. Right oh, at this moment, yes. talking to you, yes. maybe I enjoy, I enjoy this kind of interaction. I am happy. Oh, good. good. But okay. generally, no. I've recognized generally, no. a lot of unhappiness. I see. So the answer to Robin's question is yes and no. Thank you, Benji. Um, <laughs> a, t- right. a very Benji answer. <gasps> okay, Benji. Howard, are you happy? <gasps> yes. Yes, I am. Okay. That's it. That's the answer. Yes, I am. I'm happy. All right. All right. Benji is blossoming sometimes, Robin, and sometimes not. Right. And sometimes now- it's raining, and every once in a while, there's a break in the clouds, and the sun peeks through. And by the way, Benji... Ladies, is our new Pete Davidson. He's one of those guys you think, maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know if I want to date him. And then all of a sudden, you realize you do. So there you go. Is Benji tired of dating famous women? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Benji did date Nicole, uh, Anna Nicole, or whatever her name was. Anna something. I've seen Nicole Bass. Anna Anna Nicole Bass. So there you go. All right. Benji, thank you. And, uh, good to see you. Congratulations. Thank, and I bet your you dick looks off. bigger too because you're skinny now. Yay! And yeah, it does. It yeah, does. There it I, is. Well, it has more hang to it when it's flaccid. Nice, nice. So, Are yeah, you using yeah. Instahard? <laughs> no. Do you need uh, dick pills, or are you pretty good in that area? I, you know, I, I've, uh, I don't need dick pills, but I have had times, especially with uh, with a condom. That you, you, you said it, it's never, and most guys here have said it's, ne- I, I've had times where it's like, it's embarrassing as hell when you first try and it's, you know, p- performance anxiety and it's scary. All right. Thank and you. And it doesn't. It has, right. Yeah. I've had it at right. times where it does, didn't work. All right. All right. It's Thank never you. not working. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. All right. Bye bye bye. There he is. I love Sorry, Benji. Man. Everyone loves Benji. I'm happy to see he's pulling it together, sort of. Because he's Benji happy. trying to come up with the ultimate question, <gasps> I think. Yeah, Benji's happy and sad. <laughs> so there you go, all at the same time. All right. Um, thank you, Benji. Thank you, Benji. You can turn off. That's your, a yeah. first. <laughs> I never thanked him. <laughs> well, listen. If you don't thank him, then he doesn't know to go away. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, I was saying, yes, I received many condolence messages from, um, uh, I just played you high pitch, Eric. Yeah. Um, 
thank you, Eric, uh, for the condolence message. I didn't quite understand why you were telling my mother not to eat McDonald's. I think it sounded more like you were giving yourself a message. No, I was trying to look out for your mom, too. Right. Well, uh, my mother's a different uh, story than you. You are obese, and you eat all the wrong foods. Now, my mother, on the other hand, is uh, a woman who has really stopped eating uh, a lot, and now I'm just trying to get her to eat anything. So even if my mother has chocolate or anything, at least it's some calories going in. And also, she's a 94-year-old woman. My attitude with her is, Mom, become an alcoholic, do a shitload of morphine, eat fucking pizza, I, I went over there, I said to her, Mom, I'm going to order pizza. My daughter Ashley goes, oh, Ma, uh, Grandma, we're going to order pizza. You're going to have pizza? Yes. Well, I guess if you have it, I'll have it. I go, Mom, even if I don't have it, have it. You got to eat something. You need your strength. Right. She needs She needs. She needs something to eat. You... You don't need strength. You need to. You need to knock off the the the, the McDonald's and the pizza. Well, I, I haven't had McDonald's in months. Good. Have you so lost I, weight, Eric? Yes, I have. Well, I got to tell you what happened to me during the summer. So, gods are riding me out. So, I was supposed to have surgery in July. Surgery for what? what? I had cervical spine surgery. Oh, boy. So, you know how when you do surgery, you go for pre-testing and all that yeah. stuff? Yes. So they called me a few weeks after in July, and they said it tested positive for COVID. Okay. That doesn't surprise so, me with you. <laughs> I, went, I went crazy buying home test kits. And they all came out to be negative. And so either they had the wrong uh, reading, or I had the right reading, because it was probably a false positive. Uh, look, I don't want to go into the weeds on this, Eric, but probably the way you administered the home test, and seeing as how the home test is not as accurate as a PCR test, I would say you probably screwed up and had COVID, and then you like gave yourself a little poke in the nose and and got a. Uh, all right, I gotta go, but thank you for the condolence uh, note. Okay, I, feel, I, I really feel terrible for what happened because you know thank my body passed away. Yes, Sal. There's more to this story. So he took the test, right? Right. And he, it was it was it was positive at the hospital. He took the, right. the home test; it was negative. So right. at that moment, just based on that home test, Howard, ready for this? He wanted to go out. He wanted to go to his cigar buddy shop. He wanted to go out with friends. He wanted to go to the bar. And I said, Eric, you can't do that based on the home test. And he said, Fuck it. And he decided that he was going to go out and possibly contaminate and hurt people. And he didn't want to take the PCR test. Eric. Yeah. Do you, don't you understand you went and spread this to other people? Well, honestly, I didn't go out. I stayed home. You believe him, Sal? Bullshit. 
Bullshit, because that day he said he was going to the cigar shop to pick up cigars. And I begged him not to do it. And I said, could you at the, at the very least call them up and let them know that you tested positive? And he was like, there's no need for that. <laughs> Does it ever cross your mind, Eric, that you might have killed someone's grandma? No. It doesn't. Okay. Well, as long as that doesn't cross your mind, I guess you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about. You understand, Eric, you are what they call super spreader, Eric. Well, listen, I, I'm fully vaccinated, boosted. How do I get COVID? You oh, got God. COVID you and you spread it. Explain this to him. Let me try one more no. time, Robin. <laughs> Eric, does it ever cross your mind? All right, let me put it this way. Does anything ever cross your mind? <laughs> Thank you. Food. Yes, it does. What crosses your mind? Let's start with that. Uh, the whole COVID stuff. Like, I don't know right. how the home test kits were negative because you got to swirl, you got to swirl the Q-tips in your nose for a few for a few minutes on each side. Then you got to put the Q-tip in that little liquid they have and pour it in the and dip it in the thing. By the way, Eric, I, I don't I don't mean to be mean because you know I love you, but I am not allowing you to be on the Drew Barrymore dating game. I know you've been campaigning. I'll tell you why. I'm taking it very. My wife and I are taking it very seriously. We're trying to find her the ultimate match. Because I know you do. Do you think you're the ultimate match? Yeah, I don't think it would work out because you're very selfish when you go around spreading your COVID to everyone else. Honestly, that's why I have to tell you, I don't think you're the right guy for her. Well, I mean, I mean, look how hot she is. She's very petite. She's very well proportioned. Right. And she's very perky. And Everything I you're I, not. I, I think <laughs> she's I, a complete I, opposite is what you're saying. I think how and I would have a great by the way eric the owner of the cigar shop that you go to is on our phone right now and has a statement to make go ahead sir how you doing eric first of all you're fucking banned from the shop my wife is on a fucking ventilator because of you i could lose everyone i love my two children sick <laughs> i don't even know oh, eric there you go the cigar guy is very upset you know, Akonza ratted me out, and he always likes to rat me out. All right, I can see you learn from what I said. Thank you. <laughs> I do. No, right. I learned. No, you're like a dad to me. Yep. Oh, great. Well, in that case, Your son put him is up doing for adoption. Terribly in that case, I'm getting my balls removed. Yeah. <laughs> Post abortion. You like to dad and Robin like my aunt or grandmother. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well since i'm like a dad i'm uh like my dad i'm terribly disappointed in my son uh, at so, least uh, an aunt or a grandmother isn't responsible so i'm but very Eric, happy with that at least you gave me uh at least you sent me a very lovely message about my father thank you eric i appreciate it and let's leave it at that. okay gary's all like right. an uncle okay all right very good I was going to say Gary's like a beaver, but uh, <laughs> but I love Gary. Um, 
beside uh, high pitch Eric, Wendy, the slow adult, actually held a moment of silence for my dad on her internet show. I didn't know really? she had an internet show, but here she is, like everyone else in America. She has a microphone and she broadcasts to somebody, and uh, she actually very sweetly said a little prayer for my uh, father. Everybody. It was every like, there was like pages. Corey, yes, shut the fuck up. Yes, ma'am. Everybody, everybody, let's pray for Ben Stern. Let's give a little silence for Howard Stern's dad. Let's give Howard some respect. A moment of silence, all right. There you go. What do you think of that show? That's a good show. I don't know what was going on there before the moment of silence, though. <laughs> I'm going to play a message from Bobo. He, he, it sounded again like he sent a condolence message, but it sounds like again like he's reading it or something. Honestly, here is a uh, Bobo. Howard, my condolences to you and Beth and the entire family on the passing of your dad. Thank you for bringing Ben to all of us Stone Show listeners over the years. It was entertaining, but on some level, I know it was painful for you reliving as a child what you had to go through. But I guess bringing out the funny was your way of coping and a way of therapy for you. Thanks again and again. Rest in peace, Ben. Reminded me of uh, the scene in The Godfather when Luca Brasi goes to visit the uh no. Don Corleone, I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your daughter's wedding. On the day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> and I hope that their first child be a masculine child. I pledge my ever-ending loyalty. For your daughter's bridal purse. Thank you, Luca. My most valued friend. Don Calion, I'm going to leave you now because I know you are busy. There you go. Bobo has a lot in common with the. Very much so. <laughs> I didn't realize. Howard, my condolences to you and Beth and the entire family on the passing of your dad. Thank you for bringing Ben. <laughs> it works. Bobo Brazzi. <laughs> Bobo Brazzi. Bobo Brazzi. Bobo Brazzi. Howard, let me first say thank you. And how sad I am on the death of your father and your father. I love the rustling of the papers. That's the only <laughs> thing that was missing. <laughs> I am thinking on this day of your father's funeral. Thank you, Bobo, my most valued caller. <laughs> Uh, 
again, I want to say, I know you are busy at your father's funeral, on the day of your father's funeral. It, <laughs> it is an honor to condolence your father today. Thank you, Bobo. Howard. Yes, Bobo. I would like to express my condolences to you and Robin and the entire Stern Show family on the passing of the guy who gave Robin anal in San Francisco. Oh, did he die too? Is that guy gone? No. I know, Robin, it was entertaining, but on some level, I know it was painful for you, especially without <laughs> lubrication. And for you for reliving what you had to go through. But I guess you were bringing out the funny, and it was your way of coping and a way of therapy for you. Thank Thanks you. again and again. Thank you. Thank you. I must leave you now because I know you are busy. Thank you. Thank you, Bobo. <laughs> I'm busy with the show, my Bobo. My most yeah. trusted caller. <laughs> right. Uh, by the way, my dad's death was even picked up by a local news channel in Wichita Falls, Texas. Wichita Falls? Yeah. I I, I thank you, the anchor, for this. But uh, I'm, there's there a little trouble on the read here, but okay. There you go. News Channel 6. Radio personality Howard Stern says his father died recently. The younger Stern revealed the news this week to a Hamptons online website, Dan's Papers. Ben Stern was 99. In an interview about artwork he's done, Howard Stern spoke of doing paintings of barns from photos he'd previously taken. He says those paintings have been a way to honor his father and, quote, all those growing older and then gone. Over recent months on his Sirius XM radio show, Stern has spoken of challenges of arranging care for his elderly parents. Stern's show has, has been on hiatus much of the summer. There you go. The Loch Ness Monster has been a Loch part Ness of Monster. Scottish folklore. Monster story. Oh, my. <laughs> my dad and the Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. <laughs> At least he got billing over the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. What else? Uh, then there was a website that reported my dad's death, but they've even put up a picture of a different dude. What? And and they, I don't know. This was weird. They said he was a well-known author, comedian, and radio host. That my father. No, that's you. No, it was my, <laughs> my dad. And they said that he also was born in Warsaw, Poland, and was sent to the to a, a Nazi prison camp in 1942 where he was a potato washer and they oh my yeah, man, they got this all wrong yeah they got it all wrong but <laughs> oh some listener wrote me about my dad's international brotherhood of electrical workers pin my name is jeff and i'm a journeyman lineman and part of the ibew a 75 year old pin is almost unattainable in today's world uh-oh as working on power lines is hard and dangerous howard should keep that pin it may be the only one in existence well, it's a certificate with a pin, so I've got both. Of my yeah, but stuff. that 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 is great authentication for it being an actual pin issued by the union. You should keep that all together. Yeah, I, I well, I'll be honest with you. I was sitting there with Beth, and we were going through my dad's stuff, and I said, 
maybe I'll throw this out. I mean, what am I going to do with this? I mean, it's a, it's a certificate that says my dad was, you know, in the union for 75 years and they were congratulating him and he had these pins that I had no well, idea. He maybe in the, I, uh, the international brotherhoods, uh, hall of fame or yeah. their museum, this would be a collectible. Well, first of all, my dad, I mean, kept so few things. He was very organized and threw everything out. The fact that he saved it indicated to me that this must have been of high importance to him because he practically didn't have a thing in his drawers but maybe we need to go on antiques road show and Mm -hmm. see if this has any value uh yeah okay i can tell you the answer to that if you want to know um yeah well so And then I was talking to my daughter, and I said, uh, yeah, you know, I, I've got a couple of items from Grandpa, like a tie tack and his IBEW. Uh, he, if it, you know, I explained to her that it was important. She goes, Dad, I would want that. I go, you would? She goes, I want anything of Grandpa. Oh. So now I'm thinking I'll just, you know, give some of his stuff to all the kids and my nieces, you know. Sure. You know, and, and give my brother-in-law my dad's watches. And I'm just going to keep. The old wooden box that he kept all his shit in, something like that. I want to have something. Uh, yeah, I wish you had those pens. That would have been the best. I know. If you were a good friend, you would have bought me a pen and antiqued it up and then said, oh, I found your father's pen, but you didn't do that. So what are you going to do? Well, now you've blown it because you tr- tricked <laughs> that's me. what I was going to um, and I, And I guess I'm going to keep my dad's eyeball because I don't think the kids would want it because my dad had a glass eye which I yeah. was talking about yesterday. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I, I, I feel weird, but I I might do what Beth, Beth wants me to throw it in the ocean. But You don't want to throw it in the ocean. I told you, can you imagine? track. You'll no, still be watching the races. No, you see, now you're being funny. I don't like that. It's my I'm dad. Sorry. It's my dad's eyeball. I'm sorry. Imagine I throw it in the ocean and then a mountain of eyeballs. It turns out everyone throws their dad's eyeball in the ocean. Anyway, so I got to figure out what I'm doing there. Howard, terrific tribute to your father this morning. I saw Variety magazine. Oh, yeah, I saw that. There was a lovely article from a Howard Stern fan about talking about um, my dad and mentioning that he had died and then kind of tying it in with our own father's situation and all that. Mm. Imagine I throw my father's eye in the sea and. Get stuck in like a dolphin's blowhole. You know, that's what I said to Beth, you know? Yeah, something terrible will happen with you. Right. So, uh, a whale will, you know, wind up on land and they'll say, what happened to this whale? And they'll find the eyeball lodged in his throat or something. I didn't tell you, my father uh, passed away and not a moment uh, uh, passed with before uh, the producers of The Bachelorette called my mom to um, believe it or not. <laughs> Coming up this season next? on The Bachelorette. You are The Bachelorette. Yes. What are you looking for in a man? I'll tell you something. The very kind, considerate guy. Very generous. Does wonderful things for people. So nothing in particular. No. Physicality? What? Tall? Whatever. <laughs> Good right. luck to you. Thank you. Let the journey begin. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I'm feeling so empty inside. A, a stepfather would be just what I'm looking for. So wow. line up the studs Can and let's imagine? get going. Who would be Howard Stern's stepdad? I don't know, but I can guarantee you the fantasy suite is going to be very steamy. She hasn't had it from somebody new in 
<laughs> 75 years. Well, there you oh, go. Oh, no. We don't want her coming out of the fantasy suite <laughs> with this look on her face like, oh, I never had it that good oh, before. Oh, my God. Listen, <laughs> I didn't know what I missed. How would I know? I'd only been with your father. This guy fucked me so hard. <laughs> what? I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, he did, you don't want to hear I, that. I only did missionary with your father. He had me doggy, reverse cowgirl, and others. Really? I don't know if I want to hear this. I squirted all over the floor. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to hear this. It was, I, I never squirted with your father. Oh, my. Mom, just because you're the bachelorette. I didn't even think I was interested. But I have 10 minutes with this guy, and I'm eating his asshole. <laughs> what? You ate the guy's asshole? I don't know. His asshole smelled great. He must use a deodorant, like Lumi or something <laughs> back there. <laughs> Sounds like you went wild. Robin, he put me in the pile driver position. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh about. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm telling you. It was marvelous. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I'm glad you went on The Bachelor. I did uh, my first titty fuck. Your first <laughs> titty fuck? Dad never gave you titty fuck? Never. Never thought to uh, put his penis between my giant titties. <laughs> wow. Ugh. <laughs> uh. A lot of people excited about me um, being in Doctor Doom and playing the role of Doctor Doom in the yeah. next. Um, yeah. The so fans finally, love it. some people who like the idea showed up. Howard, uh, Howard in the Marvel Universe. What a fucking breath of fresh air! I'm so excited. I'm glad Howard is risking his life going to a movie set. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they're going to test everyone. I do not like superhero movies. However, however, since I heard my beloved Howard Stern will be playing Doctor Doom, I'm here for it. I know how much effort, time, and dedication Howard will put into his role. I am now a Marvel fan. Howard will crush the role of an iconic Marvel supervillain and will bring me back to the theaters full-time after two years of COVID. It's too bad I won't get to see um, Howard with Mike Trainer and Robin Quivers as uh, <laughs> Dr. Doom in IMAX 3D. I would pay front row tickets just to see Robin as She-Hulk. She-Hulk. <laughs> the people would be excited. Um, some fans, believe it or not, do not believe that I'm going to be Dr. Doom. Really? Condolences to you, Howard. But I call bullshit on this Dr. Doom thing. There's no way it's going to happen. Oh, what a negative human being. They have no reason to believe it's not going to happen. Fuck you! Someone has to be Dr. Doom. It might as well be you. I right? agree. If you truly believe Howard's going to be Dr. Doom, then boy, do I have a bridge in Brooklyn that I'd like to sell you. <laughs> Finally, I have a better chance of hitting the lottery while getting struck by lightning than Howard Stern coming out of his bunker to play Dr. Doom. Anyone who believes this is an idiot. <laughs> All right.
it ain't that funny. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people wrote in that uh, when Gary and Rasan had the summer school on Howard 101, they loved when Robin Quivers appeared as a special guest. Robin, you're always a hit wherever you go. People flock to you. It's your natural charisma, of course. Um, I enjoyed hearing our queen, Robin, on summer school. What an awesome treat. Legendary interview. Robin revealing many things about her philosophy, her health, her uh, all of her various interests. Uh, you can't get enough of Robin. And uh, congratulations <laughs> on that. Uh, this was without a doubt the best session of summer school ever. Kudos to Rasan and Gary for the amazing extended interview with Robin Ophelia Quivers. People now hey using now. her middle name. Oh, I'm getting great names finally. Great interview. Great stories from Robin. Rasan handled it masterfully. Evidently, uh, Rasan did a good job. Uh, Fred also that appeared, by the way. I really enjoyed talking to them. And the audience enjoyed it more, Robin, when they get to hear you unencumbered by me, where you can just express yourself freely. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, Fred also appeared as a guest on, I don't know yeah. if you knew this, on, oh, you did know I it. The did. fans enjoyed hearing him pull back the sound effect curtain. Fred uh, going ahead and revealing the intricacies of his work and career. Fred Norris is the Neil Pert of sound effects. <laughs> It was nice to see how the sausage is made. I don't know how Fred was able to do it all those years ago at K-Rock with those carts. And that's true. I know. He's amazing. It is always a treat when Fred is in the spotlight. Oh, yes. Uh, believe me, I'd do it more if I could tolerate it. <laughs> I enjoyed learning about the inner workings of Fred and his soundboard. Uh, J.D. and Ronnie were out in L.A., as I mentioned earlier in the show. A lot of the fans enjoyed that. They appeared on Summer School with celebrity superfans Fred Armisen, Ike Barinholtz, and Andy Richter. And <laughs> Ike Barinholtz is such a true fan of the show, it was so cool to see him mix it up with the guys. Andy Richter was witty as always, one of my favorites. Um, hearing JD and Ronnie on summer school in LA was the hump day treat I needed. It was so nice of Fred Armisen to highlight JD's Hollywood celebrity status on the air. Yeah, evidently Fred yeah. Armisen. Yes, uh, you heard this, Robin. I can play you a clip. Uh, here Let is Fred hear. Armisen. Yeah. You know, I gotta say, I, I gotta say though, JD, in my life, you're the person whose name comes up most as a name drop from this show really <laughs> for real there's a lot of like oh i saw jd can you reveal some of these names of the celebs who uh, no no i don't even mean like celebs just people just in, people in, in general in, in general oh like in yeah in in the biz <laughs> uh, for, but for real it real it's i think it's i don't know if it's that you're you know, approachable or something or friendly I, I but it just seems to come up like that's like that's people's way into the, this show is that they know jd fascinating L.A. was Who knows buzzing. J.D.? Where is J.D.? There are sightings uh, of J.D.? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think Fred might <laughs> yeah, be Yeah, might be pulling a leg or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but L.A. was buzzing for J.D., according to Fred Armisen. <laughs> uh, also, we did run a Journey concert special. I want to thank uh, the great band Journey and their excellent lead singer and, of course, Neil Sean. Howard, I was ecstatic to find Journey Concert Special on my app. The boy sounded great. Journey killed it on that special. Howard was right on the money with his assessment of the band. Yes. Uh, thank God they got rid of that troll Steve Perry. 
and they've got a real singer in there now. As you know, Robin, and to prove it, the boys went out there and they played their hearts out right on Howard 101. And boy, was it dynamic. During the uh, special Journey uh, concert, guitarist Neil Sean reminisced about meeting me back at W4 Radio in Detroit. He remembers that. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, their singer, Arnell Pineda, personally thanked me after hearing a clip of me taking credit for discovering him. Uh, <laughs> Here you go. I do remember Howard introducing us back in the 80s in Detroit uh, yes. when he was a DJ. And uh, we go back that far, man. So it's great uh, that we're both still here doing the thing that we love to do. I've been a fan of his for a long time. I like that he speaks his mind. I dig you, Howard. You're happening, man. All right. Thank you, Howard Stern. And thank you so much for discovering me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I take full credit. Well, I do remember being on the radio in Detroit and going and introducing Journey, and uh, I was very excited to meet Neil Sean, but uh, Steve Perry, not so much. What did he, he say to you? Was he the one? He told me that uh, I, it was my first day on the air. I was getting ready. You know, back in the day, you would go into the booth, and whatever DJ was finishing up, you would go in and quietly get your records and your commercials pulled so you were set to do your job, which I was doing. Right. And I think it was a Saturday. I worked uh, six days a week on the radio, and uh, my Saturday show was a treat. It was six hours long, and <laughs> I remember walking into this uh, little house that was on uh, right on a main road in Detroit. And uh, the, the previous DJ was interviewing, finishing up an interview with a journey, Steve Perry, and I was walking around quietly, uh, not to disturb the interview, and Steve Perry uh, happened to comment on me and said, oh, there's the new DJ, looks just like Big Bird. Yeah. Uh, of course, as you know, Steve Perry is very short. He's a tiny little fucker. And, um, you know, obviously jealous of my commanding height and gorgeous hair. That does uh, reflect a sort, sort of Big Bird hairdo back in those days <laughs> but uh he felt it was necessary to start me off and introduce me to the detroit audience as a big bird look-alike <laughs> and felt that you know here's Thank a guy here's a guy steve perry who's in a hit band had a gorgeous girlfriend everything going right for him and why not use the opportunity to ridicule the new guy as he's about to introduce himself to the audience uh he he felt it was necessary to do that and uh of course, I looked over at this little fuck and, uh, you know, with his uh, mullet and uh, rather uh, prominent nose like me. And I said, boy, what a cunt. But uh, all right, look, he needed to do that. He wanted to make himself feel like he was a big man. I guess tall that man. made him feel taller. Yeah. Yeah. Tall. He looks like a... a, 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 a a special Cunt. Ed Mouse. He looks like a mouse. In fact, they had to prop him up in his chair because he couldn't see over the microphone. They had to put him on a, a <laughs> yellow one of pages. those little booster seats. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a yellow. Remember yellow pages, Robin, before the Internet? Oh, if you they wanted put him on the yellow pages because they hadn't invented yeah. the booster seat yet. Well, till they put him in the booster seat, he looked like a rat with a wig. So <laughs> what can I tell you? But anyway, then... You um, should have given him a little bucket and some pointy shoes because he looked like a leprechaun well i'll tell you what the day that neil sean is referring to when i went to introduce uh journey 
um, because who doesn't want to be introduced by me, especially back in those days with my massive audience, which was under a point one. Um, yeah, I, I remember in India is a big deal. <laughs> yes. So I looked, uh, I remember I was walking backstage. It was an outdoor concert and a big concert. And Steve Perry walked out of his trailer with a hot chick. And, uh, he walked right by me, didn't even say hello. Uh, and, nice uh, guy. Sounds like a really nice guy. They're a real angel. And of course, uh, Neil Sean, of course, well, thank you for introducing us. Uh, very, very, very. A gentleman. A gentleman, a complete gentleman, complete gentleman. And I said to myself, boy, if only they would replace this little fidget with someone <laughs> talented who really do how to sing the life out of these songs. And here, here's Journey on our concert uh, performing Wheel in the Sky. You can hear the difference. You can hear how good it sounds. Beautiful. I thank great God. Voice. A great voice. Mm. I mean, if, can you imagine if they were still stuck with Steve Perry singing those songs? <laughs> sort of that lifeless performance. People couldn't see him on stage. They had to give him, um, they had to give him high heels. I think. <laughs> Steve Perry's on the phone to answer, uh, me in rebuttal. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, geez. Still obsessed with me, eh, Big Bird? Ah, boy. Okay, go ahead. Say what you got to say. I didn't know your wife had a Sesame Street fetish. Good for her. <laughs> all right, all right, all you right. Well, your friend Oscar the Grouch lately? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You can hear the special with the real singer, Ariel Panaida. And oh, uh, it, it's on the Sirius XM. What? You, what's wrong with him? You know he's singing hey, better hey, than hey. you. Hey, you know, uh, is your episode uh, of Sesame Street brought to you by the letter B for big bitch? (laughs) What, did you hire a writer? Nobody ever hears from you anymore. (laughs) Suddenly has a witty line. (laughs) All right. There you go. I probably should end the show. I mean, I had a little, I'll tell you what I left on the table. You don't want to leave now. You're back and you don't want to (laughs) leave. I was going to play all the things that we, we were in the news while we were on vacation, and I have a whole bunch of clips of that. I uh, was going to talk to you about Gary Busey. I was <gasps> going to talk to you Gary about... Busey. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was going to give you a quiz on who died over the summer. You were going to get to play a game, but I didn't get to that. Well, you know, when you're talking about Gary Busey, I thought of you when, you know, reading that story, because remember... You saved me from. I had to rescue you. I had to wrestle Gary Busey when uh, he picked you up in the studio. Like literally, lift you off the ground. He was chasing me all through the radio station. And I still blame you for that because if you weren't so attractive, I wouldn't have to keep rescuing you from all these guys. But uh, yeah, by the way, next Monday also a conversation with Rosie O'Donnell that I'm very excited about. Very excited. I um, haven't heard from Rosie in a while. She's always fun. Always interesting. She'll tell you just like it is. I love that. And uh, also, uh, we went out on the street. You know, I did announce that I was running for president with uh, Bradley Cooper as my vice president. We did ask people. I haven't heard Bradley doing a lot about this. Is he still in? 
Well, you know, I had the same question. So uh, <laughs> believe it or not, Robin, you'll be jealous of this because you're a woman. Okay. I had Bradley yes, I Cooper over my house this summer. He did come over to see me. And really? uh, we had a talk. Yeah, he wanted to discuss this whole thing and where oh, we were at with him. Okay. He's taking it very seriously. And we sat and we talked. And were I you talked in about... a bathing suit? Was he, is that no. by the pool? <laughs> no, no, no bathing suit for me. I'm trying to picture it. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying to look presidential when I met with him. No, he was wearing regular clothes. I was wearing my clothes. We sat down and we talked. We talked uh, quite a while. Talk about policy. Where I... Policy. <laughs> wow. Please, yeah. Yeah, we went out. We asked people. A big announcement. Hmm. They, the first woman they they met was surprisingly into my agenda, but I don't know if I should get into this now. Do you want me to get into? It? I'll wait till Monday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. We should right. give this a a full airing because I want to hear all about your plans. All right. Strategy, Robin. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. I'm not in politics, so I don't know all the lingo. Right. I'll teach you. <laughs> we landed on a, uh, a name for Secretary of State, Secretary of State George Clooney. George Clooney. Oh, very good. All hot guys in my cabinet. It's going to look like a murderer's row. No, I turn off women, so I'm trying to get guys that turn on women. So, But uh, that's what I'm see. saying. Like, Brad Pitt has to have a, a spot. No. <laughs> you know, we got to get... No? No Brad no. Pitt? No. He doesn't have the intellectual capacity. I'm just busting oh. his balls. Yes, Brad Pitt will be. Brad Pitt's going to be the head of the FCC. I'm, I'm just thinking a cast of, you know, right. those movies. His name was brought up. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. So that's going on. Yes, I'll play you a lot of that stuff on Monday. Yeah, just go through the Oceans movies and hire all those guys. I did uh, appoint one woman in my cabinet, uh, Surgeon General, the woman who founded Lumi deodorant. Uh, that woman in the commercial? <laughs> the commercial for uh, putting um, deodorant in your ass. <laughs> She's going to be what? The Surgeon General? Surgeon General and uh, Defense yes, Secretary uh, D Defense Secretary Fabio because he gets the ladies crazy. Fabio. Fabio? No. <laughs> and uh, Energy Secretary Matt Damon. Because people like him, too. Yeah, Matt Damon's in those films. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when uh, George casted those movies, he was thinking about a cabinet. Yeah. All good-looking hot guys. Hot guys. You know who's my secretary of, um, uh, the, of the, you know, the guy who runs the post office? Whatever they call who, him. Who's running the post office? The, uh... Wait till I tell you. You'll be voting for me. Jake Gyllenhaal. Damn. Well, of course. I was yeah. always going to vote for you, but now. Yeah. Hey, by the way, speaking of hot people. You'd have you know, to talk thing, me out of voting for you. <laughs> when this whole thing came up with Trump and the search of his home and everything, he hired a bunch of uh, lawyers. But each one of them on Fox News was like the hot chicks. Like they all looked like they were in their 20s. Did you know happen? Like, I don't know how Trump does it. He hires all hot chicks and Rudy Giuliani as his uh, lawyer. There was one after. Did you did you happen to like? I'm like what I didn't the fuck? see that because yeah. I was staying away from the news. I knew there were lawyers out I there see. talking about the Mar-a-Lago. Uh, you'd think it was a break in. <laughs> they weren't going <laughs> yeah. after government documents, right? But you know no, who I supported his 
bevy of attorneys. I don't know. I watch these, uh, you know, these, these really, I'm talking about attractive women and I, and I'm always like, I don't believe they're lawyers because I don't think anyone that hot wastes their time in law school. Like they know they don't even need law school. They could do something else with their hotness. Yeah, but we've seen hot yeah. lawyers before. Wasn't I know. Megan Kelly a lawyer or something? Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. No. Yeah. Uh, OJ came out in favor like of Donald Trump in a weird way. Not that he was supporting, but he was kind of like he was anti-FBI because, you know, he of didn't course. like the raid. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like searches of any kind. No, he does not. He, does, he's he like, is anti-search. You know? He used the, he used his Twitter to like, you know, when they searched my house, it was totally illegal. And I was like, what the fuck? I guess evidently, hey, Twitter world, the, the FBI was looking for something at some point in OJ's life, and and it was just like a mistake or something. <laughs> but OJ, you know, again, just a victim. They got evidence. I said, well, you never know. He said, well, the FBI wouldn't do it unless they have evidence. I reminded him, you recall a few years back when they raided my house in Miami? Fifteen of them early in the morning had to get my... Yeah, everyone, recur- everyone remembers kids that. Kids out of bed. I'm in a robe. I walked outside because they wouldn't tell me why they were there and turned on the TV because when they arrived, the media came with them. And I saw that it was the SEC task force, a two-year investigation. I couldn't believe it. I called- by the way, I remember what this was about. It was they were investigating his involvement with an international drug ring and satellite TV theft, and they found evidence that he was stealing satellite television. And that was it, satellite television. I don't know. He was ordered. Remember, for a while, it was like really weird. Like people were stealing cable, and uh, they were yeah. going after everybody. Yeah. Uh, but he was ordered to pay Direct TV. It says here twenty five thousand dollars for stealing their signal. But he was not arrested for this. But anyway, I guess the FBI actually raided OJ's house on. Uh, it was totally on. illegal, and I wasn't doing anything, Your Honor. <laughs> I mean, everyone remembers when I was raided. All <laughs> a friend of mine and his wife answered, said they're raiding his house too. <laughs> we were flummoxed. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, finally, I said, guys. You're in the wrong place. Can I get my kids dressed, take them and get them fed and get them? Yeah, because my wife's no longer here to feed the kids and get them dressed. I, you know, yeah, that, I, someone I killed her. I don't have anyone to call to take care of my yeah. kids. <laughs> OJ's got some balls with that Twitter feed. <laughs> you know, uh, um, I said to these FBI guys, excuse me, can I please get the, 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 my kids dressed and ready for school? I'm a single dad. I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed. <laughs> <laughs> in the school and they let me do that hey i came home they were leaving i never heard another word from the uh ecstasy task force actually a couple of years later i was getting a pedicure down the street from my house at this new place and the new owner said she was raided that day but she was involved and she testified for the fbi against some guys but she said all they did was ask me about you and I told him I didn't know nothing about you. But my point is, the FBI can be wrong, even though it's hard to believe that Merrick Garland and some federal judge signed off on this. Unless they got something. Yeah, well, I'm guess what, OJ? Take care. According to what I read today, they might have found that uh, nuclear secrets were, in fact, there. Hanging out at Mar-a-Lago Hotel and Restaurant. I just get so mad at the FBI. I said to those guys, haven't you guys found my wife's killer yet 
<laughs> when are you going to get on that case? Somehow I'm, that never comes up. <laughs> the mother of my children is no longer here. <laughs> he seems to have reached closure on that. He seems to know there's no reason to keep searching. What was it? Is this for real, this article, that they raided his house because of a stolen satellite signal? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's funny. The FBI should be busier yeah. than that. <laughs> they know. Well, hey, I listen. have to agree. <laughs> I guess after maybe after the verdict, they were like, you know, let's get him on something. For Christ's sakes, the guy should be in jail. <laughs> He's still in cable. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Everybody all against the Why FBI. Why is OJ stealing cable? Did it, is that what happened? Is this article for real? The FBI raided OJ's house? No one's answering me. I think everybody went home. I think we're the only two I think left they here. ran. They're like, <laughs> they're hey, you're supposed to end. <laughs> the guys are like, you're supposed to end the show at 10 o'clock, so we're going home. <laughs> what yeah, up, man, Jason? this was a real story. No, we, this was a real story, and we did have it looked into and checked. Uh, wow. check. I, yeah, Crazy. it's... Uh, yeah, I guess they were worried that there was part of a much bigger ring of people stealing. There were special boxes or something. And I think uh, they did right. get somebody. And then OJ had like a, allegedly had a couple in his house. So he paid this fine, but he was not uh, any sort of mastermind. It seemed like I see. I right. He wasn't was running that find. company. Okay. No, I, I was a mastermind of something else. But, uh, <laughs> I can't really talk about it. Different case. Different case. Damn. I mean, the FBI, they came in, I, t I, I cut the tag off my mattress and they raided my house. That's all. They can be wrong. They, they can, can be, be wrong. wrong. It turns out they weren't <laughs> I'm wrong. I'm just saying. With you and everyone else. FBI is so great. I know so many guys who worked the FBI, retired, some guys currently in it. All this bullshit with people talking about corrupt FBI, Republicans saying this shit. What the fuck? The world is a dark place, my friends. I don't know what's going on, but I'll tell you what. I, I'll just leave it at that. I don't know what's going on. Being anti-FBI? All the good shit those guys do? Everybody forgets they used to be pro-FBI. I guess they weren't really. All of a sudden, Trump's like anti-FBI, so they're all anti-FBI. I mean, the facts are the facts. This wasn't some wacko raid. This was like, hey, we can't get these papers back from this guy. We've asked him 50,000 times. They even signed an affidavit saying they'd returned everything, and it's all sitting there. What's so, what's so hard to understand? I don't know. Then well, they got it's this, Trump. Um, you got to forgive him. Then you they know. got a judge with a special he master. He thought Fuck they all belonged that. to him. Special master. Just charge the guy with I, you what? Know, you were upset with me when I called that little Indian guy master uh, down yep. in Peru. Now we got to call somebody special master? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, special master. <laughs> special master. It doesn't even make any sense. Special they master. Who came up with that thank term? You, well, they thank got you, a judge who's you, like, thank you, thank uh, you. Yeah, he's entitled to a special master. Well, Trump they go, ask for one. Like somebody, yeah. there's a term out there in our legal system of special master. Special master. 
And then they go and ask him, well, do you have some suggestions of who you'd like to be special master? (laughs) Oh, when I get investigated, I get to choose who investigates me? Well, the whole thing's so... I'm not going to get it. You guys read the newspaper. You can get all the story you want. I'm not going to sit here and lecture you on it. But start reading the paper and see what's happening. It's pretty fucking frightening. And, uh... It doesn't frighten people who think that God selected Trump for certain jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I wish he would just go back to being a regular guy coming on here and telling me which chicks are hot and which aren't. That would be nice. I, I, You know what? Every once in a while I'll be saying something and Donald Trump will be in the story I'm telling somebody. And I always mm. have to preface it by saying, I didn't know he was going to be that kind of president. <laughs> I didn't hey. know he'd ever be president. If hey, he would nah. stick to just evaluating women, I would be all over that. Dude, you are so right about his lawyers. I mean, there's been like three of them, and one of them is more stunning than the last. <laughs> oh, my God. I even know their names. When they were on Fox <laughs> News, I had to tune in just to check them out. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he's planning to mesmerize the jury. He'll get a jury of all guys, and these Rob- lawyers will just mesmerize I, them. I call them uh, Trump's angels. Yeah, model, <laughs> mo- Robin, model hot. <laughs> Do you think this idiot just sits there and goes like, "Let me see what they look like before I hire them"? I mean, it's got to be. Let's see. It's. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him. If I got some audio of these chicks, here's Christina Bob being questioned by Trump by uh, Fox TV's Laura Ingram. Yeah, I don't have to play the tape, but look, I wish you could see these. Look at this one. Yeah, Lindsay Halligan. to them won't tell you how hot they are. Lindsay Halligan could win Miss America. That's how hot she is. And then this Christina Bob, forget about it. I mean, <laughs> you I don't don't care. when they talk. They're so beautiful. I know. Do Who's they sing Alina? as well? We got to put them on stage. <laughs> Who's Alina Haba? Is she another one of his lawyers? Let's see. I don't know. Um, Parking garage lawyer, Alina Haba, Florida insurance Parking garage lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and Trump's like, I don't care. Is she hot? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, let me see what she looks like. She's the most what's gorgeous. A, what's a parking garage lawyer, guys? Knows. <laughs> I've never heard of a parking garage lawyer. And they're saying that Christina Bob, who's another, you know, that's one of his hot angels. She may be in legal trouble because she signed a statement that she that all classified material had been returned she signed uh, it and like how hot she going to be in prison when all the chicks are hitting on her i want to see that movie and then one of the other ones implicated herself as guilty in something else it's like they're horrible lawyers too but they're hot yeah yeah well you don't expect them to really be good do you? what school do um they go to? hey Baltimore bonus school. <laughs> See, that's the Trump I know. I, and he, he had an eye for beauty. There's just no question about it. I mean, he finds hot lawyers. And Remember that be, press secretary, Kelly McEnany, or whatever her name yeah, was? Yeah, oh, my God. God. She was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, she was think, terrible at the, you know, the press secretary job, but she was Shame bored. on you. Shame on you. <laughs> she was great, Robin. Stop Do it. you know that she never, I don't think she wore panties to those press conferences. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wonder if his lawyers wear panties. Uh, ladies, no bra or panties when you're on the panties. Um, panties. All right, Ralphie. Panties. Thank you. Thank you. I owe Ralph a phone call, actually. 
I got to call him back. I'll okay. call you. I wasn't going to come talk about your father. I just was oh. wanted to catch up and say hey, whatever, whatever. Mm. That's right. All right, That's right. I'll call fine. you. Fine, ignore me. That's all right. Whatever. I'm not ignoring you. I just don't have any time. I know. All right, later. Thank you, Ralph. Ralph's a fun guy. He knows all the right, lawyers. Robert. He knows the lawyers, <laughs> and he knows the law. <laughs> I, I'm tired. I'm going to go. We put we put on a hell of a show today. I have to say, hoping everyone knows that it's been fun. Yeah, you can write us and tell us how great we were today. That'd be okay. <laughs> Anything else? We you don't mind hearing from people about that? No. Friend of mine. But you don't want any more condolence emails or? No, I don't need that. I got a. Uh... All right, I got to go. Bye.